right now. I'm Joe Hobbs, uh, percussion director at Vanderbilt High School, also on the uh, percussion staff for the Blue Coach Drum and Bugle Corps. Welcome to Sketchbook. Oh, 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 oh. that sucked. <laughs> Welcome to Sketchbook Podcast. <laughs> A discussion about creativity, preparation, and effort with artists, creators, and educators. That's right, I changed it. As always, I'm your host, Daniel Mothoy Jr., and I'm joined with the first person to ever break one of my shoe cases as he was putting the lid back together or whatever. It's rough. I was, I was in the house for like Joe maybe 90 seconds, and I broke your stuff. I'm so sorry. You did. You, you, sorry. You, you have now broken as many shoe boxes as my daughter, who is three. Awesome. So thank awesome. you. She's awesome. Thank you for that. Well, she is. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not, obviously. No, you're the worst. Um, I've got a question for you. We're just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to swing for the fences. You're going to jump right in. I would like you to confirm or deny that Banish Beyond is on the Vandergriff percussion staff. I think it's the secret. The secret's out. Is it? He's, he is on the band. <gasps> he is on the percussion staff. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is he sitting in my house right now? No. Oh, okay. 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 Just no. no. Was that ever a rumor? Was I, was I supposed to be banished at one point? <laughs> So the Texas bands, nerds, right? The slack yes. nerds, all those nerdy kids. Um, it was like a while ago, like, oh my God, I think Banish Beyond is Joe Hobbs. And then someone goes, no, I think he's just on staff at Vandergriff. So, you know, the idea that oh, wow. somebody at Vandergriff is Banish Beyond, but then it was like, what if it's Joe Hobbs? I, that, that's, I'm honored. You're honored? I would think that that would be, yeah, that would be me. Would have been awesome if all of a sudden you turned around and pulled out the mask. And I was like, <gasps> I just can't, it's in my back pocket at all times. <laughs> all time. Just in case. You never know. You never know. Well, we could probably end the podcast now because this that's is, all the bit I wanted to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you been listening to this podcast, Joseph? Can I, I call you Joseph? Uh, you can. Cool. Thank it's you. It's a little odd because mm-hmm. you're staring at me saying Joseph. It's, it's a little, it's, I'm just it's a little unsettling. I'm a little older than you. Respect okay. your elders. It's okay. Thank Fair you. enough. Thank you. So we're going, are we going Joseph? You, uh, I'm going to change. I might, I might call you Jordan at some point. I don't know. Okay. Like good. Michael Jordan. Oh. Michael Jordan. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Um, so you've been listening to the podcast? I have. Have you been listening to the On Fire Hector Gill Hill for all the Hispanics out there well, uh, podcast? I did. I listened to it uh, yesterday morning. Did you finish it? I did. I finished it today. What did you think about old Hector? I think Hector's great. He's a good guy. Yeah, it was a good yeah. interview. What do you think about Dave Reyes? I loved I thought I thought you <laughs> were pretty harsh on Dave. And I saw him yesterday and was like, Dave, I, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for them. And uh, he was a little, he was fine. Dave's a good sport. I, I, I would not push buttons. But you guys win. Like, it was multiple, <laughs> multiple comments throughout, spread throughout the podcast. Felt bad for the guy a little bit. Well, Hector says I have to have Dave on now because so many people are now hearing about Dave Ray. I think you do. He well, needs a chance to defend himself. I think he does too, but I, I don't know if I can get the mics that low. Oh, I mean, see, it's I'm, just, I'm not Dave. I'm not joining in on this. I you're not? You, no, I'm not. Dave's a great man. He, Dave's I, a great he man. He is a great man. I love Dave. <laughs> I love his soon-to-be uh, wife. Amanda Pinner. Mm-hmm. Um, she said she's going to wear flats to the wedding, so he doesn't have to worry about it. I think I saw that. Was that on Facebook? Yes. She yeah. said she's going to not wear heels. Like a deer learning to walk, she said. Something like that. So good for, good for Dave. Good for Dave. Dave. Yeah, Dave, come on good the guy. show. Come on the show. Now, Joe, Joe Hobbs. Yes. You are not from Texas, are you? I am not from Texas. You are from the great state, the Commonwealth yes. of Kentucky. Of Kentucky. That's right. You went to Murray State University. Home of the Racers. The Racer Band. That's right. So, my first question about this: Are you a Kentucky Colonel? I am not a Kentucky. You're colonel. not. Why I'm not? not? My I'm wife not. is a Kentucky Colonel. I don't think I even know how do you. 
become a Kentucky well, Colonel? Well, she, for anyone who doesn't know, my wife won a beauty pageant okay. <laughs> in Kentucky. It was called uh, Junior Miss or whatever. Um, Sounds right. Yeah, whatever. And by winning that, you become a Kentucky Colonel. An honorary Kentucky Colonel. Yeah. So, so what, do you get, what do you get from that? piece of paper like a, like a key to I, this. I asked her if she had a hat or something and like a leaf of tobacco or i would imagine so it's like a leaf of tobacco <laughs> in a mint julep with a giant derby hat or perfect something like okay okay so, so speaking of the derby how many derbies have you gone to i've never been to a derby what that's, that's like that's saying pretty, you're from a, Texas and you've been to a radio. That's a stereotypical question, Daniel. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, of, yeah. Of Kentucky. I've never asked stereotype questions, have <laughs> I? Come on. So you've never been to a derby? I have not. Have you been to the, the place where they hold the derby? I've driven past it. Oh, I did a tour Several of it times. a few years did you ago. Like? Yes. My wife's like, let's go check it out. I we did the tour. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I didn't get to run on the track, but yeah. I enjoyed it. It, I learned yeah. a lot. It's yeah. cool. The whole thing, the Kentucky, I, I lived in Lexington for a couple years too. Mm. It's beautiful. The horse country, white picket fences, it's awesome. You want to talk about expensive homes and yeah. expensive yeah. things. We like Lexington. It was great. Horse money is, that's insane, man. It is. It is. That's, that's a, a lot whole of money. Thing. So um, have you done the bourbon tour? Uh, I have been to several distilleries, but I've not done the actual the, tour. The quote unquote tour. But when you live in Kentucky, yeah. you're just like, oh, I'm going to go try yeah. a new bourbon. Do you have a favorite bourbon? This is an adult podcast, by the way. Um... Like a bourbon I would normally drink, not like a like not like a Pappy Van Winkle. Correct. Like like, like my go to. Yes, your go to bourbon. Man, I like Basil Hayden. My first, it's kind of smooth, but it's not too sweet. Sure. Okay. Um, like Woodford is kind of that way, but I think Woodford's too sweet for me. I like oh, Woodford. Okay. Uh, so Basil Hayden's kind of my go to. Really, Jefferson's Reserve is nice. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about my my wife should have probably done this portion of the interview because no, yeah, she did a wine a bourbon tasting with me. Okay. And I tasted like one or two of them. And they said it's lost on me. They all taste the same, and I hate bourbon. So. Well, I think it depends on what you're going for in your bourbon. You know what I mean? Like there are nights that I want a little burn. I wanted mm. to go with the the Bookers. You know what I mean? I want a little like oh oh. You know, he, uh, Joe like, just flexed. I did. On me. Well, uh, but yeah. But other. <laughs> you don't have to display your masculinity wanna, for me, Joe. You already broke one of no, my shoeboxes. I did. No, sometimes you just want to sip and like a smooth drink, and that's a, that's a Basil Hayden for me. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Um, uh, Angel's Envy. I like that too. That's smooth. Blanton's. Blends. It's hard to find now. Yes, uh, my wife, uh, who I swear has a crush on Paul Pape. Brought him like a bottle of Blanton's twice. Is that what she just comes back to town and brings bourbon for everybody? Well, Paul, uh, I've never got bourbon. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whatever. So maybe, she, maybe she doesn't have a crush on you, Joe. I don't know. Maybe you should wear your hat tilted to the side. That, that's the you trick. wear it like a square. You wear it like straight. Like hello, everybody. I'm Joe. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Shots fired. Stereotypes. Um, <laughs> so before coming to Texas, I'm curious yeah. about this. Um, I would like to know what your perception, if you can remember, of what Texas schools, Texas talent, Texas support, Texas football, what did you think it was all about before you got here? Um, that's a good question. Thank you. That's why I ask these questions. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like there was, it was very systematic in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Like coming out, I was like, man, there's, there, it's, it seems like battles that I feel like I fought in the Midwest in terms of funding, in terms of kids, in terms of support had been fought in Texas and one like 10 years previous to when I came here. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the struggles that I felt like in Kentucky or Tennessee when I taught, um, I didn't feel like, I feel like they were taken care of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the biggest perception I think I had. The football thing was, you know, whatever. I'm Kentucky, so basketball. Correct. You know, I, I feel like I could kind of relate to what football would be in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's more, the structure was way more in place. And I knew it was a system in terms of what kids focused on. Um, from year to year basis, what the priorities were were different. I just knew I had to come in and kind of figure that out as soon as I could. Right. Now, you came to the DFW area yep. at Newman Smith Newman High School. Smith High School. So you got here, 
how did some of those perceptions maybe change or when you go like, oh, this is better, or, oh God, this is worse, or I didn't expect that? I don't think anything was worse. I think it was more learning what the expectations were and figuring those out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what Lone Star was. or The, what, the drum shop where you buy sticks and yeah. heads? And no, stuff? the contest. Oh, oh yeah, the, like like what? Yes, like when you're thinking like what a what a percussion guy's year looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, person, you know, percussion person, percussion person. Thank you. And and what what that you know whether it's the drumline stuff, the contest, at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. the fall, um, what area is, what <laughs> right. UIL is, that whole process for that, which we'll talk about in um, a second. Region band and how you approach region band, the percussion ensemble stuff, putting on your own percussion ensemble concert, which doesn't really happen outside of Texas, mm-hmm. except for a few really? like programs. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm just maybe we're just all friends with the guys who do these extravaganzas, or maybe they came yeah. from Texas. But I that's know. Texas. I mean, I, you look at most groups do indoor. And if you were a, a self-contracted percussion guy in the mm-hmm. Midwest, you typically did your fall marching band mm-hmm. and wrote that book. Mm-hmm. And then to get more income in the fall, or in the, sorry, in the winter, you would do indoor drumline. And you would write that book, and you would write maybe write that drill, and that's how you kind of gave yourself a year-round salary. So percussion ensemble wasn't really part of that, or at least doing an entire concert of percussion ensemble. So that was unique to me coming to Texas. Like, oh, I got to figure that out. I got to figure it out pretty quick. It's a big deal. Do you consider Kentucky the Midwest? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think anything. That's just a generalized statement. I think anything, almost anything outside of Texas. To the, to the east. To the east? You know. Oh, okay. Before right. you get to, like, Pennsylvania. And then I would right. call that, obviously, like, more east coast. Because Kentucky's divided by the Mason-Dixon line, right? And they just kind of hang out in the middle, man. Kentucky did, didn't pick sides in the war. You know, we just kind of, <laughs> just hanging out. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's better just to stand by and let people fight than rather pick a side, right? Yeah, the story of my life. That's what I roll yeah, with, Yeah, you know? sure. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's talk about politics now. Um, so, in Kentucky, though, what part of the state, now I don't know anything about geography, did yeah. you come from? The western part. The western, because that's where Murray State is in western Kentucky? It is, Kentucky? yeah. So, like, uh, Murray, Kentucky, where I grew up, uh-huh. is far west, and there's Tennessee, okay. and then it's the farther west, and then right above it is southern Illinois. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, yeah. So, you're not from northern Kentucky. I am not. Who don't consider themselves Kentuckians, right? They're kind of like Cincinnati. That, yeah, they yeah. consider themselves Ohioans. Yeah. Something like that? I am four hours, I go as four hours from Lexington. Oh, geez. Yeah. You're, so as when far you, west as you can When you go, go home, what airport do you fly into then? Nashville. Whoa. And it's two hours from oh, Nashville to get home. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're in the sticks, as they say, I right? Grew, you buy, I grew up on a horse farm, actually. Oh, my God. I make fun of my wife and say that she grew <laughs> up on a farm, because she did grow up on a farm. Yeah. And all her friends were farm animals. And I'm like, she had had to have like a bunch of barns. I made fun of her and said, you know, she had, had like we had multiple barns. Are, do you live the life that I say my wife led? This is insane. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what, what wow. life she. You're she led. describing it. So you you lived on a horse farm. Yeah, we had. I think the lowest number of horses probably I was ten, and probably the highest was probably low twenties. So you you're an equestrian. Uh, I know how to ride a horse, kind of. It, I never it never took to me. Like it was oh. my brother got super into it, mm-hmm. and he kind of was, you know filled that board that was his thing mine was like that's not not for me uh-huh you know i but i did feed them every morning and did i you, did can you shoe a horse or is that what i called? can i cannot shoe a horse can your brother uh you know i, th- I don't know i think so your, your parents did they do that no you bring somebody in oh yeah I, I, you i've somebody. watched videos about that yeah very interesting the whole like the horse seems shave. totally cool with it yeah it's weird yeah it weirds me out but i just You're i don't like, know i'd be afraid that that horse is gonna kick me in the it's head terrifying yeah yeah they're big animals man they really are yeah yes wow that's in, now now did you ever make moonshine joe i never made moonshine you ever, you ever drank moonshine i is this it's what this is an adult no. podcast you're okay yeah, yeah it's is it yeah. illegal or legal ah uh, i don't know we're in know. texas it's okay I think it's legal. 
I'm going to show myself it was it's legal. Now, you can see still, so that means it must not have been very good, yeah. right? And it was solid. Oh, okay. Solid. Okay, because I heard it makes you go blind. It was efficient. Efficient. It did the job. It did the job. It did the job. I see. So then you came to Austin. Uh, yes, because for those that are want clarification, Vandergriff High School is located in Austin, Texas. A- as is my address. I want to make sure that's very well known. Oh, okay. My address for everyone listening is in Austin. Is it? So you're is, you are in an Austin. You're an Austinite. I'm an Austinite. I, I listen to the podcast, Daniel. I know your tricks. I know where you. I know where you're going with that. <laughs> I'm prepared. So, oh, well, you you be the first one. Uh, yeah, obviously, we're prepared for the shoe room. Uh, we're going to keep coming back to that one. I mean, you talking about first impressions, I man. Bad, man, I still feel bad. You should. How much is that thing? How much is the little door? How much well, what the, do I owe you? The problem is that I don't just I can't just buy the door. I have to buy the whole box from the container <laughs> How store. How much is the box thing? Um, if I buy a box of 6, um I can get the eh, they come out to like 8 or 9 dollars. You don't need to give it to me. It's I okay. Don't, I don't want to No, it's fine. Here I'll just go buy one because as you can maybe notice, I can't put any more boxes on the wall. The box the wall is filled. So, you're fine. You're Weird. fine. You if know, we ever judge again, I'll, I got you dinner next if, time. How about I mean, that? judge together. Is what you mean? Yeah, it's what we touch right. together. Okay. Get, so I got your next meal. Thank you. Well, great. You got my next. Uh, I'll send you some moonshine. Oh, um, yeah. I'll, I'll take it. Why not? I'll drink a sip. A sip and moon. Give me a sip and moonshine for that for that kind of night. Um, so then you came to Austin, and and I would like to know what your thoughts are. Maybe some of the differences of Leander ISD because I think there's the impression, there's the perception, there's the thought that Louisville ISD, Leander ISD, Northeast, there are these meccas of milk and honey right gold paved roads and it's not to say that there aren't great things that happen in a district but i'm sure it's not all what everyone imagines when you walk in it's like oh and dollars fall from the ceiling so what's it like coming from is it carrollton farmers branch Carrollton farmers branch and now you're in leander leander isd which is a nationally known school district for middle schools and high schools Mm -hmm. alike so what's that like uh you know it, it was different um i think that as a story i always think of like my first day at band camp uh, when I came in and it was super hot around on the pavement and we're doing visual. It's one of the, the first morning rehearsals with a full band. Uh, we just had drum camp. So I went, went for a week and taught the kids for a week mm-hmm. and they were great, uh, super receptive. And we're out there on the field. Like we get set for the first time and I see the snare drummer and like he starts to shake a little bit oh. and like he's going to pass out. I was like, oh, I'm kind of watching it. Mm-hmm. I just got the road. I was on the road at Cavaliers at the time. So I was leaving drum chorus. So right. Like, okay. Uh, and see, so it starts to shake. And then all of a sudden he puts his drum down. And just throws up on the field. Oh, immediately I'm like, oh my god, oh god, like that that kid just threw up. Yeah. And I see him, and like he t- he he puts his drum back on, runs off the field, sprints off the field, and then sprints back across the field the other way, and goes to the med tent and gets a thing of water and a thing of paper towels, <laughs> runs back on, cleans up his vomit, <laughs> and then runs back and throws away the trash, and then comes back on the field and puts his drum on. And I was like, that was my first trip. I was like, oh. That's what this is. And then he did 10 push-ups because he, he interrupted rehearsal. But it was that. It was like, it was, you know, I think coming in, it was, I, I knew um, the perception mm-hmm. um, very well, uh, well off. I don't know how you want to put it. Um, well to do. Well to do. I mean, well to do in a nice area. That's, it is. That's, that's, um, that's, a, that's a fact. But I think, you know, coming in, it was like, oh, these, are these kids going to work hard? That's all I wanted was kids right. that were going to like just bust their butts and mm-hmm. be ready to go. And I saw that on day one. I was like, oh man. Sure. These kids are all in. Mm-hmm. This program is all in. These teachers are all in. I need to figure it out. I need to figure it out fast if I'm going <laughs> to be able to hang with this group. Right. And and that kid grew up to be banished beyond, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Wow. Wow. All right. So you've moved to Texas. You've not had the kind of things 
in Kentucky that mm-hmm. we have in Texas, mainly UIL and TMEA. Yep. So you've had a, how many years have you taught in Texas now? Eight or this nine? This is year eight. Year eight. Okay. So what are some of your thoughts as an outsider now? You're here. You're, you're an insider now. Yeah. Um, on the marching band process as it pertains to UIL here. Just how I approach that? Sure. Uh, you know, KMEA has their own thing, you know, yeah, yeah. ISMA, et cetera. You know, UIL is a pretty well-known. There's the whole, oh, UIL doesn't like loud drums and electronics and all this stuff. I get all that. The stigma thing, yeah. Yeah, but so I'm curious, you know, you, you're, you're here. Now you're in the system. What are some of the benefits? Maybe some things you're like, yeah, you know, maybe if this was a little different. I don't know. I appreciate that UIL is all about performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's huge and that's important. Um, in terms of the electronics and the drums being too loud, I think you just balance. I mean, just be a good musician about it. Um, know your audience. That's that's all it is. If you if mm-hmm. you know your audience, does it prefer that? Then don't program it. And if you program it, that's your fault. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just I I do. I think you've said it on your podcast before. I see Facebook posts and Thank they're just you. like complaining, like, oh, this these UI judges are just terrible. They don't like what I'm doing. So I'm stop doing it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's you know the thing, they right? don't. Then don't write a ton of electronics as your transitions. Use use acoustic instruments. Um, don't write long full battery phrases. Mm-hmm. Be more tasteful with it. Correct. Um, so I'm not saying it, and I'm not saying that UIL is right in that. No, I'm just saying that that I know going into it that that's what UIL is looking at to an extent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm going to program that way. Right. And if I don't program that way, that's on me. Correct. I'm going to ask you a different question later about that. Yeah. The Allstate process. Um, do you all have a similar process in Kentucky? Same way? It's just, just not as nearly as extensive as this one is. Right, because there's not as many yeah, people not, trying out. There's not like a phase one, a phase two. And it was very, and I'm sure it's changed since I've been there, mm-hmm. but I think it was actually it was a snare drum track. They used to do that down here in Texas. Yeah, so it's like I'm auditioning for Allstate on snare drum. Right. And then I'm auditioning on timpani, and it was all separate. So you mm-hmm. wouldn't have to learn all four etudes. Well, here, obviously, the kids are doing a, a snare, a two mallet, a four mallet, a timpani all mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's different. So you like the process here, how it does it, maybe some things that could improve or whatever? I, I do. I, I, I'm always impressed with how well the kids play. Sure. You know, I, it's, just, it's mind-blowing to me. Knowing what my middle school and high school experience was. In ter- <laughs> sure, not, that's not a yeah. slam on my directors. They were awesome and did what they could with what they had. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was one director teaching 60, 70 kids in a room at all times. Sure. There were no pullouts. There was no private lesson stuff. There was just, they were all just trying to make it work. Of course. Um, so they, they did a great job. But here, it's just so much more specific. Mm-hmm. And what these kids are able to do is, is pretty remarkable. Right. What's really interesting is there are probably some people listening right now that go, I am a single band director with 60 to 70 kids. Absolutely. And it's I, 2020. And, <laughs> yeah. And I've been there. And I, when I was in Kentucky and Tennessee, that's what it was. And sure. I was, I worked at schools. It was kind of odd. I was an anomaly there mm-hmm. where I was being brought in, paid by the boosters to come in and teach percussion and pull kids out and do that. Um, so I, I sympathize and I get that. You know, I, I lived it. Mm-hmm. Now, the honor band process, you've been a part of a band that has won and performed as the 6A mm-hmm. state honor band. Uh, kind of a grueling process, very different than winning BOA, winning mm-hmm. yeah. state marching contest because it's basically you're recording tapes <laughs> and yeah, submitting yeah. them so what are your thoughts on that whole maybe just the process as well but and then putting that concert on um it was awesome i mean doing, doing the whole concert the crowd that night was was fantastic and yeah. i remember coming to do the sound check because we did um it's like this fourth symphony and yes. the whole organ thing and we mm-hmm. brought the marching band sound system out and of course so we wanted to kind of get some sound we didn't have a ton of time no because people are, are filing in yeah um I, yes we know that people come in and but you can still do a sound check before your concert that's not meant for anybody who may or may not have performed at the all-state clinic this year but continue oh, oh. <laughs> mr hobbs about your sound check that you still did before your honor band i just know we were coming out it was kind of we were almost kind of me and katie van doren were kind of like 
going mm-hmm. through a sea of people to get back yeah. there. And I remember just being blown away, like, oh man, this is this is huge. And I knew mm-hmm. it was a big deal going into it. Yeah. Um, but it was just it was awesome. I mean, it was stressful. I mean, just knowing that all your peers are going to be pretty much tearing apart whatever you're doing more yeah. than likely. Yeah. Um, the stress fell more on on Mike, obviously, being the head director and him. Sure. Um, we tried to support him as much as we could and mm-hmm. make sure that he felt comfortable. And but no, it was awesome, and I, it was a fantastic night. But it was. Mm-hmm. Awesome and stressful all at the same time. Yeah, my brother was part of the Brazoswood band. They won in 2012. He was the assistant. Okay. And he says it's the most exciting time you never want to do again. Because um, you're prepping a concert. You're prepping a marching band show. You're prepping your yeah. concert. And half the audience is there to hate you. Half the audience is there going to love you no matter well, what. And I can't blame. I do the same thing when I go to a concert. You know, yeah. I sit there and I'm taking mental notes. I mean, mm-hmm. I love that. I, I don't like that as much. Sure. And, you know, so I get it. I'm, yeah. I'm not faulting them for doing that. No, but no, that, at the same time, I, I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right about the crowd. I, I don't know that your kids on a concert stage will ever play for a crowd as big as someone playing at TMEA. And that, that no. includes Midwest. That includes I, anything I else. Um, maybe, I mean, marching band's the only thing in drum corps yeah, right? yeah. that gives you that amount of people. But these people are there to hear concert band. But, <laughs> but in that intimate of a setting, too. Oh, it's great. I, it was unreal. And, yeah. the, and the reception, I yeah, it was... It was a very special night. Yeah, and it was in a legit concert hall. Yes. Um, Lila Cockrell at TMEA isn't, no offense to Midwest or anything. They're doing no, the best no. they can, but they're playing in a convention center. Yeah, or a ballroom. Or, or a, like Yeah, that. exactly. Wibbick, you know, all the, uh, so, yeah, it was, a, if you can ever come down, and it seemed like everyone came to TMEA this year just to hang out and watch, but, yeah. you know, good for them. Um, concert and sight reading, which is very much like the honor band process, but here you put together three pieces and mm-hmm. then you have to do sight reading. Now, um, much like some other, you don't do a band, you just prepare percussion. Correct. I don't mean to say just prepare no, percussion, no, no. but you, that's, you know, you do your other kind of thing, but what, what are your thoughts on the concert and sight reading process? That's actually similar, similar to what we did in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I think what a lot of States do. Um, sure. actually I was just in Indiana judging and listening to Jay Webb talk about what they do. Did mm-hmm. you, it's like every year it's a competition. Oh, very good. Like it's like honor band, but you're just going head to head with all these bands every single spring. Nice. Which sounds super stressful. Oh, well, um, but no, it's, it's similar. Like mm-hmm. I said, I think to what most states do, you know, you pair your pieces, you do your sight reading. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff, I think the rules and regulations of the sight reading room are pretty unique to UIL. Yes. And how specific those are. They very much are, which they're going to change now, aren't they? Something like uh, that. I think so. I did listen. I did listen to that podcast. I promise. Yeah. I, no, it's fine. I probably gla- I glazed over to it. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, he had a lot of great information. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then solo and ensemble. Now, one thing that I don't know if you do the quote-unquote traditional solo and ensemble which in texas you have a list you play your piece usually in february you prepare it for a judge they give you one yes then you can decide to go to state a lot of people specifically percussionists don't do that normal track anymore and they either put on a percussion extravaganza concert or they bring in their own judges and they play music not on the pml perhaps and they get a rating they give a ranking they give medals they give prize money i don't know whatever yeah um what what do y'all do at we do what you just described we bring in our own contest Mm -hmm. do our own thing it's a concerto contest i think hector talked about vista ridge's version i think it's all kind of similar sure i think cedar park does one as well i think rouse Mm -hmm. and we just kind of do our own thing bring judges in and they pick the top two from each like each room mm-hmm. and that goes on to the semifinals yeah and the band directors judge those semifinalists narrow it down to 10 and then we have you bring a clinician in who kind of comes in and works with the kids uh not a judge and actually plays while we tabulate scores uh, this past year we did she Wu came in nice and that was awesome she was fantastic wow that's yeah. that is great that's it's cool and it, and it rotates like last year was a percussionist mm-hmm. uh this year's probably a brass player that should be a woodwind. We just kind of cycle through those. Right, right. Probably Chris Howard. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> this year it's Donnie Van Doren. You know, geez. <laughs> a little nepotism going on there. 
Now, you know, um, is it Brian Zader is the one that's been revolutionizing the PMO as it pertains to yeah. percussion. It's like he's put a lot of work into that. Yeah, that I, I remember at least even as 10 years ago, that list was awful. Like it the pieces were out better. of print. They were old, you know, oh, yeah. we're going to play four, 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 or, you know, Gainsborough, all fine pieces, but yeah. there were so many more great pieces being written and oh, but published. So much stuff is coming out now too. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. hard to keep track of it all. It is. And, and not a lot of it's good. That's right. I said it. Well, I, I won't say, I'm just saying like, when I look at tap space and like that, like I'm seeing pieces like on the front page, like 250 pieces came out this year and you're just like, <laughs> oh my God, better get yeah. listening. You know, just trying to keep up with it. Right. And, right. And stay current. Yeah. That's why you only play Jim Casella stuff. So that's not true. I know. But I do like some junk. You sure do. We know that. So, Joseph, if I may call you Joseph, um, you are a transplant. And uh, meaning you're not from this state. It sounds so sounds so ugly. The way I say it, yeah. It is. It, yeah. Um, and we, you alluded to my Facebook comments um, and whatnot, and I've been a proponent of social media for so long. I don't post often, but I read a lot. Yeah, I, I hang in the shadows. You're a silent observer. Um, yeah. Yes, thank you. Me and Mike Howard are similar in this. You know, Dude, we, my, Mike, every once in a while, he'll like, send me something like, what? You've been paying attention? Uh, we, you've been we, listening? We, we pay attention, Dan. I love it. And I our lo- wives, it's funny, both of our wives are very, very hip <laughs> on social media. And like, Dude, Amber's like... Amber's awesome. She's yeah, great. I love, I love Amber. Not that I don't love your wife, but I just, I've known Amber more. No, no, I got yeah, so not your wife's an extension of you I think so my wife's okay. pretty awesome we can talk about that later i think she's a she's she's okay. a cool bird yes meaning yeah. like yeah so so there seems to be a lot of people who move to texas uh-huh. not just percussionists but we're going to focus on percussionists because they're like i want to work with those kids i want to get those talent i want to yeah. get those instruments i want the money i want the support not money meaning your salary but money yeah, that yeah, is supporting yeah. this and then they get down here and go, oh, these stupid 75-year-old white UIL judges up. Time to turn the drums down. Oh, my electronics. Blah, blah, blah. Hate, 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 hate. Am I wrong in thinking, don't move here if you're going to complain about all of our stuff because you're actually benefiting from everything that we have here. If you don't want to complain about it, move back to, in your case, Kentucky. You have a much firmer stance than I do. I know. On it's, it. it's not black or white. I get that. And you, you were more political by saying, hey, it's the game. If you don't well, that's, you know, change. That's you know. how I look at all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, past the education part. Right. Um, when you enter yourself into a contest, there are rules and there are things that are preferences a part of those contests. Sure. That's what it is. Like you talk about honor band. Yeah. We did a percussion ensemble. I knew not to go out there and bow a gong for five minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I could have I done hate that. Those pieces. I'm like. just saying, but I, I could have done that's what I've done. That what's my audience? You my audience done is Cage's con- third construction, pre- right? predominantly yeah. predominantly band directors with some percussion guys in there. So yes. I'm going to program according to that. Yeah. Um, same thing with the marching band stuff. Program to your to your audience mm-hmm. to the people that if you and if if you don't care about the numbers, then that's fine too. Like, yeah. Go to town, but then don't complain when the numbers aren't what you want them to be because you knew the preferences going into that system. Exactly. Um, so that's, I'm not, I just have a, not a, I have patience, mm-hmm. but sometimes I'm just kind of like, guys, you, you be smarter than that. You, you figure it out. It's a game. It's all a game. It's a good motto. You know, be smarter than that. Nah, that sounds terrible. I shouldn't have said that. That's, but I just, you know, well, I, we, we know going into it, you know, that don't bump the sense, the sense up, yeah. you know, and just be smart about your choices and your programmatic choices and, you know, even I'm going to talk about this later, but even going like Vandegrift this past fall, mm-hmm. you know, for BOA stuff, we, the percussion played a lot. Correct. You played more than maybe you have ever. Ever. And, in, and, and in I'll be show. honest, like in early on, I remember talking, you know, it's like, <laughs> are we, is this okay? <laughs> you know? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's all drums for 45 What's seconds. I'm saying? Like there's a lot of, we, we did a lot of percussion exposure yes. and, and I think Mark Wood did a fantastic job mm-hmm. of making them sound different. Yes. And I'll be, I will say this. We got a lot of credit for that on tapes. People hearing the percussion playing, but also playing musically. Correct, and, th- and that you started with the show all percussion. Yeah, and 
it was not a ram jam. Well, exactly. We the way Mark with wrote it was not look how much we can play. It yes. was it was textural. It, it was kind of look how space. musical we can play. Yeah. So it's like once again, that's we know our, our effect judges, uh-huh. mm-hmm. our music effect judges. We know our music analysis judges. We know what their preferences are, and we're going to score to that. Mm-hmm. Well, and and honestly, Vandergriff, I think if you came out and did that, it would be like, what? Why? Why are you doing that? That is not what we have come to expect from a Vandergriff band yeah. slash drumline. Whereas I think. Cedar Ridge with Rick could because they're they that they've been doing shows where their percussion just kind of like come out there, and yeah, just, yeah, you know, and up. they play so great, like, yeah, you could, you could yeah. tell this, like, what's one of our strengths? So, probably like, our percussion exactly. section is a strength, let's, exactly. let's showcase that, yeah, yeah. It was definitely, and it's du jour. The book was written very Broken City ish, you know, the last three years, Broken City's been very. Yeah, Vandergriff's book was similar in I, that, that someone else said that. I thought it was interesting. I, I, I think because I think that first he just utilized space. And I think Broken City and that was a yeah. lot of space. And at other times it was not that. I just yeah, it's which is interesting. It's I, it's definitely a compliment, and I, I hope oh, you no, no, or no. Andrew don't think it's like what I'm not. You know, it's I'm not saying that's how you talk. And, oh, you or no, Andrew, no. but it. <laughs> whoa, I, I mean, whoa, whoa. Oh God, Daniel. Space, yeah, space. Um, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I don't think it. No, I. I just thought what he did was fantastic. And I, I, once I again, going back to the original point was just I don't remember what the original. It was, was. program. Oh yeah, program, program to your smarter. audience. Come on. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right, Joey, um, as a non-Texan native, I'd like your thoughts on the following. Are we doing food now? Is this food? This is where you get judgy. This is where, <laughs> this is where this you is get where judgy. This is where I get judgy. <laughs> I feel like the minute it records, I'm judgy. Uh, here we go. Uh, favorite taco, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? You get it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it, and I'm going oh, to own it. Let's do it. And this. I'm going to own it. I like torchies. You Daniel. would. I'm a transplant, and I like torchies. Yeah, and you're white. And the tortilla's not great. I, I get that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But I like the stuff. I like the stuff in the taco. You like all that stuff? I do, man. I like the, 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 the Democrats, the taco. I'm not, oh, I'm not going not politics. not a political post here. No. <laughs> I like the queso. The queso's good. I prefer people to defend the queso on they this do. podcast. They do. That's the one they defend. So, so I'm just going to say, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm gonna own it. You, you should. Um, hey, there's one next to my house, too. And that's, that's the convenience. You know what's also next to my house? Taco Bell. You know how often I go there? Rarely. Can I defend Taco Bell just a little bit? Not well, that it's, it's great. If it's after 12 a.m., it's fantastic. It's a good post-football game snack. I would agree with Can that. Can I defend the Cheesy Gordita Crunch? You, you Yeah, okay. Just throwing that out. Because Taco Bell isn't Mexican food. It's Taco Bell. And I'm not saying that. I don't <laughs> don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Yeah, Everyone here, Joe Hobbs, thinks Taco Bell is the most authentic <laughs> Mexican food you can get. Why don't you have an accent, by the way? Why don't I have an Did accent? Did you used to have one? I don't think I've ever had one. Really? There are videos of my wife talking, like literal videos, and she has her big old thick Kentucky <laughs> accent. Now, see, Murray's kind of a weird city. Like, it's, it's, university is kind of that city. Oh, uh, like okay. the university kind of makes up the whole city of mm-hmm, Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but it's, I, my parents are very interesting. My mom uh, worked at the university. It's why we moved there. Okay. She was the, I'm going to mess this up. She's oh, the good. dean of college of health sciences. I think Sounds what they called it. Like something legit. Uh, and then my mom, or my dad was kind of a farm guy, but also had his master's degree, but it was like in these two. In farming? Yeah, not in farming. What was it in? I don't think I can tell you what it was. Animal husbandry? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know, even know what, I that, know what that, is. that is. I've just heard it before. Yeah, it's good. It's a good, good word. It's but anyway, just like, I don't know. Like, I mean, just growing up, my, my mom was from Indiana. We grew up, went up there quite a bit. It's like I never got the, the twang, if you will. Oh, all right. So that's fine. That's fine. So you don't have to work to get rid of it. Um, favorite burger? Uh, in Austin. Sure. We'll go with that. Um, or in Texas. You've been around. 
I need a second on this one. There's really only one wrong answer. No, because me and my wife and, and some friends actually did like a burger tour. Like, oh, we like, I've done that too. We were like trying to do a list and I can't remember the name of the place. Uh, there, there's a radio station that did a, a best burger of Austin and I tried to do every one of them on the list. The problem was one of them was at a gentleman's club and I didn't feel comfortable going in just to try that <laughs> hamburger. <laughs> what was some on the list? I, I, it's um, going to rattle. Hamburgers, um, which is closed now. That was downtown. Yeah. And then of course, like Mighty Fine was on there. Um, Hop Dottie's like a fusion. It's Hop like Portuguese. It's a, I was okay it's a fusion burger type place. Um, oh, salt and Time? Top Notch. Wait, what? Salt and Time. I, I kind of look it up. Can I use my phone? Oh my God. Can you I, use a lifeline? Yeah, go ahead and pull your. Yeah, I'm going to. I'll just. Joe is getting out his wallet well, man, phone. I, I just, I just want to make sure. Welcome I'm, to I'm 2015. Are you but making fun of my, my. It's so convenient. All my credit cards are next to my phone. Yes, yes, yes. You know who got rid of that? Juan Carrera. Or maybe he went to it. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm on airplane mode. That's why I, I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I turn it off so I get phone calls. Uh, you can edit that this, out. Please. No, we're, they're going to go like, man, that man, Joe. He, in terms of, to go back. To go, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, Salty style is what you were saying, the best burger. I was like, so, a place called Salt and Time. Uh, but I do like, I will say this, I do like P. Terry's. It's a good burger. Um, mm-hmm. I do like Mighty Fine. Um, Salt and Time Butcher Burger. Yes, that's it. Oh, see, I wasn't wrong. You were not. It's on East Seventh because all the places. It's on fan, East. it's expensive, but it's fantastic. Well, like how expensive? Uh, like twenty seven bucks. Oh my god! Like it's like a nice, like it's it's legit. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like a date night. It's not oh, a. So, so we would go on a date to have this. Are you, are you asking me out right now? Oh my god! This, this is, is the first time in podcast history we have been locked eyes this is, the whole time. It is. Well, it's the setup. That's right. But that it keeps the comedy fresh. That's true. That's right. What about your favorite barbecue? Favorite barbecue, Franklin's. Franklin's, that's, that's yeah, a solid that's, answer. Yeah. Do you have a favorite fried chicken? Ooh, I have a favorite fried chicken sandwich. Oh, let's do it. I think someone, and I I want to be, it's Tumble 22, which is the place that Hector talked about, or you talked about. No, that, oh, that, that Dustin told me to go. Now, who told, who took Dustin for the first time? He did not tell me that part. This guy. <gasps> this guy. Oh my God, he dropping didn't truth it. bombs. He so, said, I found this fantastic, no, he didn't say that part. Yeah. He just told me that I should go there. Yeah. Tumble 22. Tumble 22. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. It really was great. I went with the dark meat. The dark meat. I, I ordered the wrong cut of meat. What'd I you think order? I ordered the thigh or the bread. I ordered the wrong one, and Dustin's Either like, one is still oh, pretty good. Well, Dustin's going to get all snooty about Well, food. he's working you, out and you know, all that stuff. I'm surprised he even eats fried chicken. That's true. Puts that in a he temple. Does. He, he takes care of himself. He runs a lot. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Do you have a favorite wings place? Uh, I'd probably go Pluckers. Yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. good. You haven't been Wingstop is fine. But Pluckers is fine, too. I don't. Wingstop. There's one down my house, too. Do you have a favorite vodka? I know you're from Kentucky. Oh. So um, this is a different question. I'm asking some different ones now. I knew you'd prepare. Um, but I'm curious because we have a lot of vodka in Texas now. Oh. Um, I mean, it's not popular. I'd go Kettle One, actually. I like a good Kettle One and Sprite in and the summer. Sprite? Yeah. And Sierra Mist? Do you I hate it when they go that. like, we don't have Sprite. Sierra Mist? I okay. can roll with it. I'm, oh, okay. I'm flexible. You're not snobby? Yeah. Um, tea, sweet or unsweet? Ooh, can I can I cheat? Can I go half, half and unsweet, half. half and half? I do that. I do that yeah. too. Yeah. Except Rudy's. Rudy's has Dude, good sweet tea. I love. I can go Rudy's straight tea. up sweet tea at Rudy's. My my wife says Rudy's is her favorite tea. I think y'all would get along. It's the whole Kentucky it's thing. From Kentucky, yeah. Joe, how do you take your coffee? Uh, cream and sugar. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit of sugar. Little Lots bit. of cream. I'm all black with with sugar. Yeah, that's a, yeah. So you're at Vandergrift, Vandergrift, not Vandergrift. According to your biography, you won the Dripping Springs Drumline Contest in 2016 and 2017. It's a big deal. You won the Lone Star Contest with just Vandergrift in 2018. Uh-huh. You performed 
at Midwest in 2017. So did you not do anything in 2015 or 2019 that was worthy to put on your... 2015? Uh, Newman Smith? I was still Newman Smith. Okay, no, Ryan. So you're still Newman Smith. So basically, you came down here and just started taking names is what, what I just, happened. just tried to keep up, man. And the only thing you did this year was win Grand Nats. Uh, yeah, Trippie Springs again. Well, it's on your bio group. I didn't, I, am I supposed to post every time? I... You need to update it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, like Hector's like, hey man, I've been teaching 18 years, not 17. Vista hasn't oh. updated the, the bio. It's a little pompous. Like every time you win, you gotta go update the bio. Oh, you'd be surprised. Uh, I'm not saying that was Hector. I'm just No, saying. no, not at all. Not you'd at be all. surprised. People like, you know, they put on their Facebook wall, like they list every, if I, can you, the people who like list every... <laughs> program that they program for like no and i have plenty of friends i'm the artistic programming coordinator consultant for should i just write all 45 schools that buy my music this year maybe maybe you're missing out Uh, am i oh god in the words of andrew ebert he forgot that i don't like publicity so um hey so so y'all been really good at trying to be percussion right our best yeah um, not just marching band obviously because midwest is a big deal um what was it like putting together that concert do you remember? The honest answer is stressful. <laughs> I, I just meant, I, and I go back to the Kentucky thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've always felt a little bit of a chip on my shoulder coming down here. And really? But just trying to fit in and trying mm-hmm. to keep up with the Joneses. Well, you're, you're a cool guy. You, you hang out at be. Paul Pate barbecues. I'm, just about like, I'm talking about professionally. Like, the, oh. you know, I just look around. And it's like I know these guys came from this system and have been in this system for a long sure. time. And I'm just still trying to feel like I'm figuring out a little bit at times. Well, you also didn't come from Southwest Texas State University. I know. That's a huge disadvantage for me. You, it is a competitive disadvantage. That's what I've been told. It, I, I'm surprised you, 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 <laughs> you know, you're even doing anything. Mike just took a chance on you, right? Is that what it was? Kind of so. did, man, in honesty. I mean, I did not know Mike before this. I didn't know Caden and any of those guys. Right, yeah. Because uh, you know, we, know we knew when Paul left, it was going to be like, I assumed a, a nationwide search. And um, this has meant no offense. When they said, oh, we're going to hire this guy, Joe Hobbs, from, I was like, I don't know who this person is, which no, doesn't mean offended. anything because no. I don't know a lot of people because yeah. I'm no longer an educator. I'm not in that game. Yeah. Um, but it seems like it was I a pretty good hire. My name huh? got tossed around by Rick, Rick Rodriguez. Richard Rodriguez. Because I worked with Rick at Cavaliers. That's right. The Cavaliers that. of Rosemont, Illinois, which we'll get to in a little and bit. And I think they reached out to Rick at some point, as everyone does, because Rick's kind of <laughs> the godfather of percussion <laughs> right, in right. the Austin area. And I think they said, hey, Rick, you know, we know we're having a vacancy. Mm-hmm. You know, who do you suggest? And I think Rick knew that I was maybe looking to do something different. Right. And I think that's how that, because I remember Rick called me first oh. and said, hey, do you mind if I give your name to this guy? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and then Mike called soon after that. And my wife was really funny. I was like, this is a job in Austin I might look at. And she's like, take it. <laughs> and I was like, well, do, you, do, you want to, do you want to hear about the program? Do you want to hear? She's like, nope, don't care. Just take it. Wow. And I was so funny, you know, like I was really hesitant to ask, like, Kara, I, I don't want to move again. But. <laughs> and where is she from? She's from St. Louis. St. Louis. East St. No. Louis? Uh, no. Because I learned no. about East St. Louis on National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, a little scary over there. That's what I hear. I hope it's getting better. I hope it's getting better. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Is she a band kid? No, not at all. Nothing to do with band. I did see a photo of you and her. Um, you, it was on your Facebook. It was like a t- throwback Thursday or something like okay. that. She posted it, but tagged you. Yeah. Um, your your hair was a little longer. It was a y'all little were, Y'all were all a little a little younger. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. I, I don't know. You were, I think it was a Cavaliers thing or something. I don't know. It might've been. I don't remember. I don't know what the point of this was. I just want to know okay. where she's from. St. Louis. St. Louis. What does she yeah. do these days? She is the fund development director for- Fun? Te- Funda. Oh. No. Sorry, I should have. Hard, hard. Hard D. Fund. I wasn't going to say that, but- It's an adult podcast. You can say okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I said it. I'm okay. going on. Moving on. Yep, yep. She's the fund development director uh, for Texas CASA. Oh, yes. C-A-S-A. Uh-huh. Yes. So that's what she, does. she runs the fundraising for that. That's for the, awesome. For the state organization. Yeah, she's fantastic at it. She's awesome. Every, everywhere you've moved mm-hmm. for a band job, she has landed on her feet and done remarkable. She's 
Awesome. Right on. Right on. I'm glad to hear it. Now, um, Joe, do you like professional sports? I do like professional sports. Now, you're from Kentucky, but you all, what is the hat you always wear? That gets me an out, though. That gets me an out. I know where you're going. I, would, well, we wanted, I want to put this on, on tape. We want to make it permanent. Well, I, I, well, okay. So Cosman gave me a hard time the other day. Uh, uh, Eric, who? So Eric, I, I, I don't know why. Because I, I was wearing, uh, I was wearing, a, I was wearing a Yankees, a hat, Yankees hat, of course, which is my original go-to. Uh, but I did wear a Cubs hat in 2016. Yes, you did. And people are confused. So I, is this where I set the record straight? If you'd like to set the record straight once and for all. Okay, so here's yes, let's. Here's my defense, bandwagon fans. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, here's, oh. it's my defense. I'm from Kentucky. You are. With hats, which has no major sports team. No professional sports team is in the state of Kentucky. Correct. I mean, you do pay the players at Kentucky, but go We on. do, and they're awesome. Yeah, Calipari, fantastic. I'm, I will defend that. <laughs> that. We can talk about that later. No, that's, that's, there's that's que- there are questions on oh, here. Oh, fantastic. Worry. Don't worry. So anyway, growing up uh, in high school, late 90s, mm-hmm. the Yankees were on a tear. They sure were. Getting going. Mariano Rivera, fantastic. Mm-hmm. My dad hated the Yankees. <laughs> So we would watch baseball games, right? And we would always bet on the games, five dollars a game. Oh boy! And I would just be like, "I'll take the Yankees," because he would never take them. Yeah. So I just made a ton of money, <laughs> and year after year, like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, mm-hmm. like really up to like two thousand two, two thousand three, when I was still in Murray, we would always watch the games together, yeah. and I got used to rooting for the Yankees. Okay. So then I had a roommate in college who was a huge Red Sox fan. So it was kind of like, just kind of kept it going. I've kind of dropped off a little bit. It's kind of my, my enthusiasm has dipped a little bit. Yeah, I mean, unless Aaron Judge um, does something about it. And then the Cubs hat, the defense was, I just got always cut such a hard time from the alumni Cavaliers oh, when I'd wear it in the yes. summer. And they're just like, like Hobbs, dude, that hat, yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll buy a Cubs hat. I'll, I'll pee. It's fine. Right, right. And I wore it the summer of 2016, coming into the fall of 16. Uh-huh. And I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Yeah, with electronics, especially leading into the fall, and like so, I, I wore I wore it one contest. It went really well. I did not wear that hat. It was mm. a football game. Electronics like just went out. It was a hot mess, mm. and I was like, I got to wear this hat for the rest of the season. I just have to. Right, and that was it. And when did they win the World Series? I think it was that year. So basically, year. they should all thank you. I think so. I think, and I did watch the World Series. I got into it. I was like, I'm wearing the hat. I'm gonna right. get into it. I'm gonna follow the team. And it was a great World Series. I was rooting for Cleveland. It's, oh, really? Well, good. That's great for baseball, man. The Cubs won in the World Series. Yeah, but it's Cleveland. Come on. It was a great story it's, because... What do you mean Cleveland, it's Cleveland? Cleveland basketball what had it, just won. Well, look, it's, it's Cleveland, Cleveland, man. It, look, <laughs> y- y- we know the stereotypes of Cleveland, Ohio. I got, a mistake yeah. by the lake, et cetera, I, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, they got the Rock and Roll they've Hall of Fame. They've had a rough go of it. They've had a rough go of it. I got yeah, it. They but did, they've won their title with LeBron. Yeah, they deserve baseball, so too. Them. Yeah, all right, whatever. I like the Indians. I like some Major League back in the day. Dude, that's probably why I won. Yeah, yeah. Because Major League, that's one of my favorites. Oh, it's fantastic. We talk about sports movies, too, if you want. We can get on that road. Oh, well, you didn't like us any sports movies on your Facebook page, so we can't talk about that. Oh, wow. All right, Joe, I would like your reaction to when I say the following words. Okay, you ready? Okay. Rick Pitino. Oh, see, I, I thought I'd start with this one because my <laughs> wife is the same way. Do you, you, want, you want a facial reaction? What do you, what do you want? Um, I'm still on board. I'm okay. With, uh, wait, no, this is terrible because he did horrible things as a yeah, human. Let, I'm, I'm speaking Are we talking about as a human or as a basketball coach? As a basketball coach. coach. Let's, let's be specific. Coach. It's a good coach. Because he, he won like, for Kentucky. I like the full court press. I like the three-point shot. Then he went to the Celtics and then he went to Louisville. Terrible with the He Celtics. sure did. Terrible. But the, he won a, ch- a title with Louisville, right? He did. Yeah, he did. that's the guy. The guy like broke his leg or something yeah. in the final four. Like, they were so. good. They were a good team. It's, he's, he his teams are fun to watch play. Right, right. Because it's fast paced and mm-hmm. it's energetic, and I, I get behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, John Calipari, fantastic, 
Fantastic. You know, worried about NCAA good, good infractions? Human, good human being? Not sure. I don't know. His daughter's Coach. funny on Twitter. Is she really? She, I gotta follow her. I'm on Twitter, though. She but. goes all the trolls, you know, that attack uh, her or her dad, and she's just like, you know, she kind of... That's a great really documentary. Have you seen One and Done? I don't think... you know 30 for 30, ESPN. Probably. That's no. great. It's it about the Kentucky... It's about Calipari, just his backstory. Oh. You know, he was at UMass before, right? I did. He was fantastic. Before UMass, he was at Marcus Camby, then went uh-huh. to Memphis. Memphis didn't go well. Competitively well, went well. well but, yes, yeah. yes. Um, you know what 30 for 30 I did watch? What's that? I would like your reaction to Christian Leitner. Oh, I still hate him. <laughs> still hate him. The same still hate him. Way. It's man. It's, I was talking to kids. I had this kid in my beginner class who wears Duke stuff every day, and I just like <laughs> rag him every day. Um, to about Kyrie Irving, you know, is out for the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. And I just tell. I told the story. I was like, I was like, guys, just my my first sports memory, and this is true. Right. Was the '92 Christian Leitner shot? I remember standing with my dad, and like uh-huh. we stayed up and watched the game, and that was my favorite. Just Travis Ford was on that UK team. Okay. Love me some Travis Ford. He's like five foot eight. Like his dad was that short, but like six foot <laughs> six foot one. Sure. Just working. Um. And man, I, we we had the lead, and then that one handed pass, Grant Hill to the free throw line, one shimmy, <laughs> Christian Lehner fadeaway shot, hit it. Man, I just. Uh-huh. Oh, it's heartbroken. That was like my first like, and that got me. I think it probably hooked me. Like that was like, I'm in. Like I was never felt so heartbroken. And it's like I want. I just love sports. I just uh-huh. love that. But no, it still hurts, man. And and they every every, every March year, Madness, they just show it, it over and over again. And it's just it's brutal. It's but brutal. I, did you see the commercial they did a few years ago where Leitner was throwing trash in his trash can and Rick Pitino sticks his head out of the <laughs> house like their neighbors? I sent it to my wife. She goes, "Why would you send that to me?" It's like because it's funny. They have shirts, and I, I need to buy one. It just says, "I still hate Leitner." Yes, yes, and I'm should. on board. Yeah, I think you should. Um, last one: C A T S. Cats, cats, cats. That's right, because you yeah. don't know how to spell it apparently, and without a chant. Well, we do know how to spell it. So we want to. We want to let you know it's how like to spell Jets it. Like Jets fans for those Texan fans, you know, we want to know those guys out. Look, we don't care. We're not a basketball. No, state. I know. I know. We, we, we're, we'll, sure. I like the coach. I like. I like Shaka. Yeah, I like he might have saved. He was great job, at VCU. Five in a, yeah, he just. I think that someone mentioned it that he was used to getting scrappy kids at VCU, so they were like really like scrappy, ah, right? And sense. then he came here, and UT is very elite, and I'm sure they get these kids that are very. Uh, I don't know. They're not scrappy, right? Yeah. But now all these injuries have happened, so he's had to put like these kids together that that maybe are maybe really, that's the secret sauce. That's, that's the what thing, it is. man. In in UT, I mean, uh, why is it I, not? Can I ask this? You, and I'm go, not, and I'm I would not, like you to. I would like you to share the story. <laughs> I think you know what I'm talking about with with Damien and Gilly about yeah. UT fans, if you can. <laughs> and Jessica Gonzalez was there, too. And I went over to Dave's, and he was grilling out. like, And Dave with the TCU game, like, in the back. Because <laughs> nobody cares you about know, TCU. And he's just grilling out there, like, watching TCU. And they're <laughs> killing it. This is the first game of the season. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, Damien Gonzalez and Jessica and uh, Gilly. And it was the Maryland game. It was the Maryland game. They were away the second year. Yep. Uh-huh. And we were watching the game. And I was just, I was just you know, innocent bystander. I was like, oh, look, we're up, guys. T- Texas is up. We're up by seven. And he made us look at me like, we'll, go, we'll blow it. We're so terrible. And I was like, can you not just accept the fact that you're winning the football game? No. No. And I was like, this is the most self-loathing <laughs> fan base I've ever seen in my life. And, I, and, and I'm trying, I, wherever I live, I try and follow those teams because I, I enjoy that. I think it's fun. Thank you. Um, so I do try and follow, follow the Texas team. And, mm-hmm. But it's just so funny to me. It's just such a negative, I guess it's just years of not having the team they wanted. And it's just such a negative outlook. It's like, come on, guys. You know, you were correct. So know. much hype every year, and it's just there uh, is a lot of hype. They do get overhyped. 
I mean, and it, it doesn't help that you know every year the the, the sports the people they're like, oh, Texas is twenty second. We're like, please don't rank us. <laughs> well, no, absolutely, and <laughs> we'll I do get better that. if we're not ranked. But just so funny, just that even when you're up, but you feel like still feel like you're down. Yeah, we. It, I I don't feel comfortable till there's at least a twenty four point lead. Oh, we gotta get that. We gotta fix that, Texas well, fans. We gotta. You, maybe you need to wear a Longhorn hat this. Hey, year. I, w- I made it through Leitner. I made it through Leitner. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can make it through Maryland. Well, well, uh, our Leitner would be Michael Crabtree. I don't know if you. This I know. Was, yeah, uh, Texas. The Texas, Texas Tech, Tech one. Yeah. We would have gone to the, the the championship that year, but who was the quarterback then? Was that still Colt McCoy years? It or? was uh oh god yeah, it was Colt McCoy. It was the year before they did well again or something like that. Is that that Vince Young Rose Bowl game is the oh, best college Jesus. game of all time? Yes, I know everyone's like oh, but but no, like no, it was the, fantastic. The amount of talent that was on those two teams, yeah, it was, and fun they to were watch. one and two the whole year. Like this yeah. is the only time I think that teams that were started ranked and, and one USC and two. looked fantastic going into that game with Reggie Bush, Matt yeah. Leinart. Uh, Lindell White. Lindell White, man. man. T- Tennessee Titans. They were fantastic. Really were. Yeah. Really were. Yeah. The two years that the Rose Bowl, because Vince Young, they played Michigan the year before. I don't watch that, that game. Well, you're no Longhorn fan. But. I was never a big college football guy, to be honest with you. Well, do they have um, football at the Racer Band? Uh, they did not very good. Oh, okay. I've never the heard of it. Basketball team's better. Are they Div 2, Div 3? What are they? Uh, or are they Div 1? It's Div 1, but it's not. I don't think it's like real Div 1. Gotcha. Like it's like, right. I don't know. Like it's out in the middle of nowhere. Div They're one. not even in the MAC. But I know in basketball, because John Morant. Mm-hmm. Number two overall pick yes. playing with the Grizzlies is Murray State alumni. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That's how I felt when uh, one of the CMU guys, Central Michigan, was drafted number one. He was a defensive guy. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you know, but they're the Mac. Anyway, we, yeah, we, gotta, I, we probably got to move on. We gotta, yeah, welcome things. back to the so um, I like sports. bourbon and sports-related <laughs> podcast here. So, so about movies next? We could really go deep dive on we that. We could. Well, you know, we, we got a lot of... Oh, my God. This is like Ogechi's where like, I look at the clock, like we're 50 minutes in and I still have so much Oh, I'm sorry. To I'll, I'll talk less. No, this is great. I think it's fine. I means I need to start skipping questions around here. So um, on Facebook, you don't like... "Quote unquote," okay. any classical composers or arrangers other than Tap Space and Viz Audio, which I suppose technically counts as Brian Harmson. So I'm surprised I honestly even like that. I just I never yeah, really and you don't like Sketchbook like Podcast on there. I, I I like it in real life, and you're actually on it. So does that? I guess that's. But I like it. In, I literally we talk, I've, I've listened to almost every every almost every one of them. I can't not the marching band. I can't remember the ones that I have not. Probably the marching band. Where we write, except for the one where we break down Grand Nats and y'all, and you're <sighs> I, like stupid Daniel. I might listen. Or the what was the awards show one? Sketchies. You did the listen sketchies. to the sketchies. I did listen to the sketchies. All right. Okay. Let's it's talk okay. about the sketchies. Now I think it's funny. No, I'm not going to say that. No, no, no. Okay. So just for clarification, it wasn't just me. I don't know. I think it's just you no. alone in your house with. Uh, just sitting by yourself looking through categories <laughs> who can i piss off the i don't most? know what you'd be drinking at the time just topo chico, topo chico just vodka si- or something. sipping it slowly so go like this like, that's right yeah. take that mike howard <laughs> <You know? laughs> no that's my mental image that's there was I a thought. collection of nerds who were probably how, doing how similar. many nerds total that sounds terrible i'm not gonna call somebody no they know they call themselves the nerds it's okay. called the nerd slack um, how many slack who group. how many are in the nerd slack? I, i'm like oh total yeah there's uh there's more than i know but then we have oh. private channels, and there was a private channel I set up for a select group of nerds. It's called the nerdier Slack? What's <laughs> the private? It's, it's, it was called the Sketchies channel. And I go, okay, hey, I have okay. this idea. And so I invited, I think, like 11 or 12 kids 11, into 12. it. That's They're, solid. That's I say solid. kids, but some of them are 40, so okay. you know, whatever. Um, next year, I will open it up a little more, and okay. we'll do it immediately after Grand Nats. So yeah, that it's I, fresher. I agree. They, they get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe you'll, you'll get your drumline award. No, I, it was fun. It was fun to listen to. Yeah, thank you. Thank I was you. just happy we got nominated for uh, Best Sound Design. <laughs> which, you, which knowing our, our program, and I said this <laughs> with, with love, it has now been one of our fortes the past few years. People, so. people loved your sound design. It was, it was enough to nominate it. it was I, an, I, I will take it. We'll it take it all day long. Nominated. Now, <clears throat> on February 15th, on Facebook, you wrote, if you can, 
you should definitely check out Last Chance Percussion Apparel. Yeah. Some great guys with a great product. They're good people. I'm sure they are. Um, anybody maybe send you any free product also this year? Oh, you've got the general effects shirt. I do. I wear that all the time. I, I, you're not wearing it right do now? You, do you want me to do the pitch right now? Is that what you're saying? Uh, you know what? Why don't, don't, don't say the exact thing, but maybe, maybe how, how did you come across this apparel, Joe? The last chance or the general effect? The general effect. I don't care about last chance. Can I give them a shout out? They're good people. You go ahead and do it first. All right. It's Rob Parks, Josh Jennings. Do you know those guys? Oh, they, yes, that's right. Dr. Josh Jennings from the Mike Howard. And Dr. Rob Parks. I'm not as familiar with Rob Parks. Great guy. um, Josh Jennings is on that Yamaha poster with Mike Uh Howard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They both teachers in the Dallas area and started kind of a teacher company. Mm-hmm. and reached out and said, can you help us out? I was like, yeah, absolutely. So oh. that's, what was that, that's what that was. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, but going to your uh, your clothing line. Thank you for calling it a clothing line, because um, it is. The long sleeve shirt is fantastic. It's super soft. It is my it is my go-to oh. um, like lounging clothes. I have that, and I have a pair, a pair of pants I like to lounge in. I think Van Doren said you and Dustin wore yours like immediately, right, or something We like did. That? We did wear it. And then I, she's like, it's actually really comfortable. It's, like, it's yeah, super I soft. Know. It's it, a great material. It's Supima cotton. Nobody what else. What does that mean? Let me nerd out about this. Okay, do, so yeah. what do you, so normal strands of cotton aren't very long, right? When they okay. put all the shirts that are made of cotton together, Supima cotton is the longest strand of cotton you can get, which okay. means you're using um, it's it's you're using longer cotton, so it, it somehow makes it softer. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know the whole. Is that magic. grown in America? Now it is. It is. There are only certain parts of the world that can grow it because of climate and and temperature. And I know that's the same things. And uh, uh, the height of things, whatever it's called, atmosphere. No, that's not the right word. Elevation. There we go. Okay. Okay. Um, and then only certain cottons can be quote unquote legally called Supima cotton. Oh. Some people are familiar with Pima. P-I-M-A, and you can call almost anything Pima cotton, but Supima is very different, um, oh, and that is but what... it's grown in America. Uh, a lot of it is, yes. Okay. Um, but the shirts are made in Pakistan. So anyway, um, but nevertheless... It is a great shirt. It is comfortable. And I... I it is very you stand by it. I you do. I absolutely do. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that plug on the podcast, but not on Facebook. I, I, man, it's not a big Facebook poster. What, what, that was up my last post, February 15th? It might have been. <laughs> what, what's the date now? Like March? March 5th. <laughs> We're recording this a day after March 4th. The stupid, like, we should make that a marching band holiday. Yeah, yeah okay, great. Fine. Um, one Tateta or one Eanda? Uh, one Eanda. Yeah, of course. I've done the one Tateta at uh, Ed Carrollton. They did for that. The birds. Very for confu- the birds. Very confusing for me. Yes. So you were on staff at the following drum and or bugle corps. Yes. Um, you are currently the battery coordinator at the Blue Coats Correct. of Canton, Ohio. You were the caption head for the Cavaliers of Rosemont, Illinois. Yes. 2015 through... 2018 yes correct yes um you were also on the staffs of the regiment of phantoms yeah. the atlanta spirits and music city mystique which is not a drum corps but it's still yeah. a, a drum indoor percussion line yes um but you marched the cavaliers and i did teach southwind for I, one oh, year uh, that, did, I, did i not have 2007. that 2007 oh i'm sorry where banished beyond started drum corps wait i thought he was really yeah wait wait so weird that banished beyond was at southwind and vandergrift and yet you're saying that you're not banished beyond I, it's just funny it is funny. where the world works is it i don't know you <laughs> now looking at your smile in your eyes i'm kind of feel like if we put a mask on you your body type is yeah. kind of similar too oh, i said i'm slender i look like a young a young man yeah, aren't you a young man i don't feel like a young man anymore. Yeah. having kids does that <laughs> <laughs> um so and you march the cavaliers i did you march southwind i did you are a two-time dci i and e champion only one i won that once I, as a snare drum solo but you won mixed ensemble right i did win mixed ensemble so that counts. 106 that's a good story behind that okay why don't you tell it uh 
Or that can you was, not? Are you no, like, no, no, I, I can't I really totally talk about it. David Bergman was the mass caption at the yeah, time. That's right. And they were playing, they had a, um, an encore piece. It was a march. Uh, I think it was Rolling Thunder. Okay. Sounds about right. And it was kind of like, they're going to play that. And that was going to be their mixed ensemble. But they needed a snare drummer. <laughs> and David Bergman was like, just make the part up on the way. Make sure there's a triangle in the middle. I want some gunshots in there too. Oh my like, God. I was like, okay, cool. So uh-huh. literally, I went in there and <laughs> I made up a snare drum part about 30 minutes before we went in there and played. And it was funny, the way they scored it back then was there was a brass score uh-huh. and a percussion score that were separate. <laughs> and the brass score was literally like a 98 or 99.5, of course something it crazy. Be. And the yeah. percussion score was like 71. Oh my God. But it averaged out just enough to beat Can you imagine? the next best group. And they, we won that uh, one mixed ensemble. Two-time INE champion. You're yeah. also a two-time DCI world champion. With the Cavaliers. What were those shows? Was it 007 and was Machine? 007 and Machine, yeah. And those were the Jim Casella years, right? No, I got both, actually. So Brett Kuhn was there in 04 and 05. Oh, okay, that's right. And then Casella came in in 06. Yeah, so he just walked in and go like, hey, let's just win this year. And they're like, sure. And, For 06. And then he won, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It, but his voice was so unique and, you know, not to nerd out about that stuff. I just no, felt like his, his writing was so different. Oh, my God. And was. so I think when he brought his kind of vibe and what his musical taste was to mm-hmm. the Cavaliers that just made the Cavaliers seem different. Correct. You know, and not that they were getting formulaic by any means, but they were, they, you know, they had a, they had kind of a formula there, like I would 2000 till maybe 2005. And, you know, Scott and all those guys tried to always change it up a little bit. Sure. But it seemed like when Jim came in, he had yes. such a fresh new voice. Yep. It just made the Cavaliers come across a little differently. And I think that really helped that core that year. He, he is the, the one, not that there haven't been others, but he's the one voice I miss in drum corps. I miss it too. And we talk about it a lot, you know, uh, being a friend of mine, and I always mm-hmm. ask him, you I'm know. Brag. Well, no, 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 I'm just, just anyway. That, mm-hmm. Did you do anything fun with him ever? We go hiking. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, okay. But I miss his voice too, man. I, I just thought it was always fresh, and yeah, you know, I, I think, and I'd be curious to see how it would be perceived his writing now. Yeah, because the writing has changed, and, it and has. I think, I think you look at people that have come back who took some years off, and I don't think this is a, a weird thing to say. Like, I think Tom Hannum when he came back, and I think it was eleven. Yeah. You know, I feel like he had to start writing denser parts. Correct. And Correct. I think the same thing with Tom Onks, which kind of maybe say the same thing, like had mm-hmm. to start writing denser. And that, and that was never Jim's thing. Yeah. Jim was more about, here's my, it's a percussion ensemble mm-hmm. that happens to mm-hmm. use marching instruments and everything is woven in together. And it's, yes. so the question is now, if he did come back, would adjudicators like that? Right, right. Would it sound, would it sound too easy? You know what I mean? And that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what, I think, so I'd be curious. I don't know, but I, I as an, as a marching percussion lover and teacher and mm-hmm. being, just being a fan uh, he's one of my favorites easily one of my favorites i agree what him what the gyms were doing in vanguard and, no, then, and then the cavaliers just just yeah i i loved it. i mean him and those two and then what eric was doing um with the cavaliers eric hit. johnson that's got godfather of fun ensemble oh i mean and he I just, just he revolutionized and the just, writing and, and the a layout super humble and guy i don't know if you've talked to him i just i have may or may not have been on a tour of uh I'm innovative percussion. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. Humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah, I'm not the only one, but <laughs> I'm the I'm the dumb one, dumb enough to pull out a camera and go, "Hey, nope." Trade. He's the nice. He's the, actually the reason I'm in Texas is probably Eric Johnson. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not in Tennessee. Um, no, I mean we were at. I was in Lexington at the time, mm-hmm. and there was a job opening in Houston. And Eric pulled me aside at a WGI regional and said, "Hey, there's a job opening in Houston. I think your name got brought up. Oh. Um, and he's like, I think you should do it. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well. well I don't know. I was like, I don't want to go to Texas. I was like, am I, am I selling out by going to Texas? You know, am I just, you know, like, I kind of want to make my own way, like, you know, mm-hmm. chip on the shoulder a little bit. And sure. Like, and he just was very honest. He's like, Joe, if you, if you want to 
teach drums and you want to get paid well for it mm-hmm. and you want health insurance and you want retirement, <laughs> yeah. you should go to Texas. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it makes a lot of sense. It, it, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, t- it's too simple, right? Oh, it's anyway. so simple. It's hard. That it was, say. but that's just, you know, that guy's always been a guy that I call. He's the guy, right. you know, the Yoda for me. Like I call, like I have a question. I'm, I'm stuck on something. Help me out. Mm-hmm. Eric's just fantastic. What did you win when you won Cavalier of the Year? Uh, just a plaque. That's it? That's it. Just you didn't get like a golden buckle? Well, they give you a buckle when you age out. Yeah, but it's just the silver buckle. Just the silver buckle. Yeah. I thought maybe Cavalier of the Year would win a gold buckle. No, nothing, man. No? It's, but it's voted on. That's no. Oh, it's voted, voted by your peers? By your peers. Like the sketchies. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Except you actually won this. Yeah, that was a good, yeah. That's what you did there. No, that was a big honor. That was honestly, out of anything that I've, I've I don't know, of all the things that I've, I've done, I've, that was a huge honor. Mm-hmm. That meant a lot. That's awesome. My brother didn't win Cavalier of the Year, but. I, I think looking back, that, I was true or not, I, I want to say I'm the only snare drummer that ever has won that award really it typically goes to drum majors i was gonna say people that have the most influence or most around all sections. who is the who is the percussionist that like had a catastrophic injury and then they put him on the backfield that was ellis hampton ellis hampton and he right. did win when he was the assistant drum major okay so technicality yeah right but it's, someone that was a center snare or right. a member of the percussion section that you year, were center snare i was center snare. you tapped i, I did just yep. like yep. just like yep. banished beyond just <laughs> I'm convinced at this point. I'm convinced you think it's so? really you. I think you're like, I'm going to say you are it. And then... That's all JP. I don't know what that means. His name's out. Everybody knows his name, right? Do they? To... I don't know. I, it was, I remember... God. For, if, I, maybe some people listening... Actually, our audience is pretty old or old enough. They remember when Banished Beyond just like came out of nowhere it was on, a big on deal. YouTube. Yeah. It was a huge deal. And I'm pretty sure, and he could clarify this, that he paid his dues like his last couple years marching by selling t-shirts and selling Banished don't doubt Beyond it. stuff. Yeah, Don't doubt it. Yeah, I mean, people. Does he get any royalties for his circle of life stuff? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He should. He can't. He should. Yeah. Whatever. So, um, how was your breakfast with Danny Glover? What's he like? He was really nice. Yeah. You know, we we go back. You know, I mean, the gloves. The gloves. Yeah. You know, that's what I call him. Yeah, um, sure. What does he call you? The Hobbs. <laughs> the Hobbses. <laughs> no, he was. Uh, it was in Atlanta, Atlanta Airport. It's funny. Like I walked by him previously, mm-hmm. and he was taking a picture with someone. I was like, and I remember thinking like. That's like a really sweet grandfather. Like, they they <laughs> Look at that each other in a man. while. Like they're just having a good time. Like man, what a that's uh-huh, awesome. Uh-huh. And I walked back. I was like, man, I want to get breakfast for my flight. And I came back. Was and it Bojangles? It was not. But I can what it was. It was like a like grits place. I like oh. grits and like God, kind of southern really? food. Really? Oh my! My wife know. likes grits too. But anyway, anyway. So as I was walking, I was like, I was like, oh, that's that is that's Danny Glover. I was like, I'm jumping in line. I don't even care about this place. I'm just gonna jump in line. So he's like three people in front of me. Ten people must have asked him for an autograph or a photo, and he was nice to every single one of them. Uh, super patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was pretty funny listening to, you know, Danny Glover order breakfast, that voice, you know, <laughs> I mean, from Lethal Weapon. And you're like, yeah. he's like, yeah, can I get sausage on those? You know, you're like, what you think Danny Glover sounds like? I have no voice. <laughs> I have no impersonations at all. I got nothing. All right, good. But it was, fan, it was great. It was great. That's awesome. That was probably my previous last Facebook post was Danny Glover so. and Last Chance Percussion. That's all yes. I got. Yeah, great. Yeah, nothing about sketchbook or general. Maybe you'll, you'll have I'll to I'll share this. I'll yeah. share it, I promise. One time, right? I'll, all right. What do you mean one time? We have to, How many do I share it? I don't know. As many. I share it every day. I, I you know, we'll see. I'm, Hector's is on fire, man. I don't know if he just got all of Laredo to listen or something, but... Well, see, it's, it's, I was I would listen immediately. I was like, I want to hear that. Yeah, he's, he's a smart a, guy. He is. He's a smart guy. Um, speaking of smart people, Joe, what's it like to teach? And compete with um, such phenomenal percussion teachers here in Austin, such as Rick Rodriguez, Roland Chavez, Matt Ehlers, the aforementioned Hector Gill. Paul Pape doesn't teach anymore, but he's still a a master teacher. As as I mentioned to Hector, as I mentioned to Matt, it's got to be this whole combination of exciting and intimidating and fun and aggravating and all those kinds of things rolled into one. I think you just nailed it. Yeah, that's (laughs) all those things. It is. Because you know know going to Dripping Springs, 
everyone's gonna be really good. Mm-hmm. I remember that was my first coming like to transition from Texas or from Kentucky to Texas. I remember like walking through the, the lot at Lone Star my first year mm-hmm. and just like walking like that's really good and looking over <laughs> like that's really good. Yeah. Or like when you're in you know in the Midwest or whatever, it's like there's a few pockets of good groups. Sure. Here there's just so much more dense. Yeah. Um, but it's tough, man. I it, I think it keeps me on my toes. Like I said before, I've always I always still feel a little bit like I'm the outsider not being mm-hmm. from here and just trying to figure it out and just trying to keep up with everybody else and and do the thing and just know that if if I don't do bring my A game, like it's not going to go well, right? You know, competitively, but it's and it's inspiring too, you know, for not just and not just the marching stuff, the percussion ensemble mm-hmm. stuff, and yeah. what these guys do with Regen, and it's just impressive. And it's a good resource though too. You know, I can text. We have a, a group thread. Yeah, I can text all those guys immediately. A question like, mm-hmm. I need I need a part. I've lost my part to this piece. Who's the got it? glass, probably. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, whatever. Crown of Thorns, whatever it is. Of course. Uh, we're, yeah. we're, my fourth oh. band's doing Crown oh. of Thorns this year. Oh. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, anyway, so it's 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 awesome. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I think Hector said the same thing. Everybody's great. We all yeah. like, you know, we we'll get together, hang out. You know, I, we'll get put up on Saturdays, but I think on Sunday we're all like, yeah, that's how it turned out. Great, let's hang yeah. out. Absolutely. You know, I dig it. I, I like it when I'm still invited to things, but I'm not. So I don't what think. are you talking about? I, I was I was not in the picture of all the percussion instructors, whoever went to somebody's house for a party. But, you know, whatever. Oh, That's what, was I at that one? Uh, probably. Ben Hilton was there. I didn't know he played percussion or top Oh, was that the was that the uh, it's like a lake hang. It was like a my, my wife made fun. I'm like the oh, you're going to a sleepover. Yeah. Well, whatever. I wouldn't it? have gone anyway because. I See, didn't. I didn't have a pad. Okay. I don't have sticks. We didn't play. I, I did not drum oh, one bit. You didn't, right? Did, who did Hector pull out his pad? I, like, I can't remember hey, to be honest. Satellites. Here we go. Oh yeah, I don't call it satellites anymore, right? They call What's it grid. I think satellites were, is basically what the grid was. I played it in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It wasn't Dave Matthews satellite. No. No, that'd be lame. Speaking of, before we go on. Even though I've already gone considerably, geez, we're we're we're, we're it. no, this is great, this is fantastic. This you're giving out real world knowledge. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you the hottest questions in the percussion. Oh, world. I know where you're going with this. Oh. You're going to be disappointed in my answer. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I I'm asking knowing full well. Um, does Jim Casella March match grip with the Cavaliers? <laughs> no, he did not. Did the ma- Racer Band March match grip? They did not. Uh, Mystique. No, they did not. Southwind. No. Phantom Regiment. Spirit of Atlanta. No. The Blue Coats. No. Vandergriff High School. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Now, did they were they already matched when you showed up? Is that Paul Pape's problem? They were already matched when I got here. And you just were like, I'm gonna keep it real yeah, or nobody cares. What? I, I think I think we have just proven that I care. Do you care? You didn't say you cared. You just I pointed care. out every group that I taught and whether they played traditional. They all match. play traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I care. Do you care? Yeah, I think I do. do. You really? I care about tradition. Talk, talk to me. Talk, talk me through it. I'm not saying you're wrong. Convince me. Change. No, I change me right now. No, like here, what? Let, let me let me let me tell you. I'm one of those that I'm not going to go. Well, when you play four mallets with your left hand, or when you roll on a bass drum, or you know tambourine, it just looks cooler. It does look cooler. That's just what it is. Will it make you feel better if I told you my first teaching job? We played traditional at Newman Smith or uh, at uh, as Harpeth High School. What? That was on your bio. That's a long time ago. It oh, might nine have been. ten. Oh, you're not proud of that? Is that what? No, they're awesome. Open class finalist. WGI. Oh, two years back to back. Wrote the drill to the whole thing. You did? I did, man. You wrote the beats? The wrote feats? the beats, wrote the drill. Did and the, the electronic parts? Pew, 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 pew. Back then, there was a lot less electronic parts. Yeah, did you narrate? Did you go easier. like, in the beginning, there no, were my, drums. My buddy doing the pit, we're like, we'd get, you know, get in the apartment and had the mic out, you know, and uh-huh. then distort it out. Yeah. You're not like the Cavaliers? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
so. Um, um, all right, so you teach no, match grip, but I you, do. But you marched traditional. I did. When you pad yeah. out with Dave Reyes and Hector Gill, do you, Hector Hill, do you do match or traditional? Traditional. Okay. Traditional. All right. So you don't practice what you preach, is which is. When I teach the kids, I play match typically, or it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I mean, like I, for me, it was just something like the guy before me. Here's my my philosophy. Mm-hmm. Would coming into a new program. Okay. Um, and they, sometimes you ask about advice to give teachers. And sure. mine is always when you're going into a program for the first year, pick your battles and ride the wave for a year. Mm-hmm. You might tweak one or two things, but be smart about it. And coming into, because Newman Smith was the same way, mm-hmm. came in, they played matched. And God was like, oh, we'll do match. That's fine. I'll make it work. Because I knew that's a battle. That's a whole directional shift yeah. you know, for the drum line. Correct. Um, it's like, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? Why would I rock the boat? Why would I? There's so many more things for me to figure out to be successful with this program. <laughs> Why am I going to stress myself about about what the left hand looks like when no adjudicator or none of my peers really care about it? Now, when I get we get on Instagram and Flow Marching post a video of Vandegrift and you know, you get yeah. younger younger people that are on there. They're in the SE puke emoji after puke emoji. You, you know? mean younger people who are of drum corps marching age. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like but at the same time, I think I think somehow, I don't know how I got this role. I think somehow people look at Vandegrift now like like we're the, uh, I don't know, the poster, poster child. child for match grip, and people are all excited, like, oh, Randy Griff does match. And it's like, oh, I, oh. and they, they assume that I'm like this is passionate you match must grip be. guy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, it's just, it's, I'm going to tell you this, I've never on a single judge's tape mm-hmm. since I've been a Vandy Griff, I've never had a single comment about the grip. Well, I don't think you can, right? You can't judge what they can't, what they're not doing. You have to judge what they are doing. There you go. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, um, I mean, you've proven at Vandegrift. You don't need a good color guard to win Grand Nats, according to people on Ouch. Facebook. Oh, my God. I thought our guard was fantastic. Yeah. You know, forget or the fact that you played guard, well and marched well. The and vision, you know, vision yeah. dance team. They're but, great. But no, 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 no. It was a, it was a referendum on, on color guards and match grip. So um, finale or Sibelius? Sibelius. I hate you. Nah, so the notations and the ornamentation, so much easier. Whatever. It's easier. Care. Hey, uh, you know what? My program still exists. It keeps getting Do you updates. write much drumline stuff anymore? <laughs> yeah, Can I, I ask that I, question? I like that That's a legit. that thinking I did at some point. Why is it? I, I think I wrote two battery books in my career. But I'm saying like for, for battery specific stuff oh, as a percussionist, the ornamentation and the way it? to navigate that on somebody always is, it? is very easy. When I write dummy percussion tracks, I just put like the finale marching percussion. And it's, no, it, oh, it's more complex than that. I'm taking... <laughs> old Jeff Moore books from Madison Scouts. I'm like, <laughs> you know, just yeah, yeah. all those kinds of things. And it's like, anyway, no one would ever want to write those parts out. That, that's my defense is the ornamentation. Okay. Whatever. Like flams, rolls, that's sure. buzz roll stuff. Super easy to write in space. Okay. Well, I don't care. Never Favorite bad. sticks or mallets? Innovative percussion. Yeah. Is there any other answer? I mean, there are wow. other answers, but. I grew up with those guys and yeah, been with them for a long they're time. They're the bomb. The yeah. bomb. I love them. Good people. Favorite symbols? Um, everything. Zildjian's kind of what I've used for a long time. It's what I know. It's you know I'm not endorsed by Zildjian. Is that a, um, is that a call to action? No, I oh. just I just, I just want, but the drum core I've used. I just you know. So you're saying that if a symbol company came to you, you don't you're not endorsed, so you would listen to them. I'm open. Yeah, let's, right, let's, let's talk do about it. Let's do it. Know, I just want something that sounds good. Let's do know? it. Peisty. Peisty. Yeah. Oh, Peisty. Yeah, that's an old one. Oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. That's right. Yamaha Pearl, Mapex, Ludwig, um, Premier. This is a little bit awkward because all the drum cores I the drum core I teach at is Yamaha, so they right. make a fantastic product. They we, do. I love Yamaha. Uh, but I, as personally, am a Pearl artist. Pearl, uh-huh. And I, I like Pearl. Uh, it's easy for me to make sound good. 
you know, and I think the, the tenors for me, like just the tone, they're really easy to make sound, right. like just warm and round. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the snare drum stuff, like I said, I can just put on, I can put on heads, not put any tape on the guts, mm-hmm. leave it open and make it sound good pretty quickly. Right. So, All right. I can dig it. I can yeah. dig it. When describing a bass drum or Tam Tam hit, do you say goosh or boosh or something entirely different? I think someone said this earlier. If it is drum core, call that a bong hit. Uh, that's what Eric Osman said, yes. Yeah, or goosh. It's fine. Yes, I like, I like, yeah, goosh. I do more. Bong hit's pretty inappropriate for is it? Uh, high school. Not high school. if you go to a, uh, what are those, like Planet K, where it's a, a tobacco shop. They say that you can't say certain things because it's like, no, you only put tobacco in these pipes. <laughs> like, sure. This is an adult podcast. Um, Joe, are the drums just too loud? I think we talked about this. Well, I'm just, I'm asking again. Sometimes. Yeah, I like that answer. That's good. Yeah. Are the electronics just too loud? Sometimes. Okay. Yeah, it depends, depends on what the show is. That's true. We That's play true. classical music to believe Andy Grip, so it's kind of, you don't you say. Know, so it's kind of like, you know, yeah. it'd be kind of annoying to put a bunch of electronics in the middle of that. I don't know. You're talking to a guy who's like, what if we put Hindemith mixed with Kanye? Like, let's, <laughs> why don't we rap over this? This would be great. Um, so if you did that, I'd be all about it. Okay. So, we're, we're, 20, I've, been, I've been telling Jeremy and Mike for we'll, years. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, whatever. Um, what is the last piece of music you listened to? Um, oh, see, this is can I? Is this this is a nerdy answer? No, they all are. It's a long answer. Can I give a, go for it, man? We got we got plenty of time. Okay, okay. I'm not going anywhere. So when I, I've gotten this thing in the past couple of weeks where I start making playlists on Spotify. Okay. And I was in the airport on on Sunday. I was waiting for a flight. I had like a two hour layover, just chilling. Good for you. So I decided I was going to make this pretty nerdy. For it's pretty drummy. I made a my favorite recorded drums playlist. Of like what sounds that I like, certain <laughs> certain drum sets, not like the licks, like not like the notiest stuff. Okay, so like, not like Neil Purple. Like what snare did I like the best? Like what, oh, like what era wow. snare drum? What cymbal sound did I like the best? And I made a playlist. And this, and so on the way over here, like I've been listening to the past couple of days, and I've been nerding out, like, okay. and trying to figure out like why do I like that snare sound? Why sure. do I like those cymbals? What is it about that that uh-huh. I enjoy? And yeah, so that's and you were listening to Rosanna by Toto. Uh, that is not on here. Um, Steve Gadd is on there. Okay, what did with Steely Dan? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a I can't remember the artist. It's kind of it was sampled by Run DMC. You know Peter Piper. You know that one. Mm. They take me to Mardi Gras is the name of the original track. Ooh, I need to go back. Uh, and great to sound. I think anything Steve Gadd recorded sounds mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I like the 1970s, like mid 1970s snare drum sound. No, like yeah. nothing like Fleetwood Mac uh-huh, rumors uh-huh. to me uh-huh. is like that's that's the right. the top notch. All in sound. You ever seen that sound that uh, Sound City documentary? I don't think so. Is it about hip hop? It's not. Well, Dave, Dave Grohl did it, and it's about this. Oh, all right. It's about a recording studio that was in California that like Fleetwood Mac went through. Nirvana, Nevermind was recorded on that oh, okay. or in that studio. Um, all like all the Tom Petty stuff. Mm, mm-hmm, so like, mm-hmm. and Tom Petty's on there. Like Refugee, I think he's got a fantastic snare drum sound. I, yes, I would imagine that. Do you remember who played drums on Material Girl? Madonna. Uh, I thought it was, was it Omar Hakim or something like that. I don't remember. Someone's gonna let me know. I remember someone telling me he's like, "Yeah, it was someone." It's like, "What? Why okay. do you bring up that specific?" Because song? you mentioned Steve Gadd, and for some reason, it just made me think oh. of. Or maybe it was, I don't know if that was, is that your go-to. No, no, it it, it, my, my go-to. There's no judgment here. My go-to snare sound is uh, "Take on Me" by Aha. See, that's a little, see I like the seventies because it was still at like, that fat snare drum, like, like like muffling. Now I'm thinking, like of you know, like, like like magazines on top of it, so you like you get like this lower the bottom head, like this. I don't know, I man. See. I'm going to nerd out about it. I started it. I just, singing Maniac, sorry. I'm a baby. That's fine. Fleetwood Mac like, rumors. That's the way to go. Anyway, all right, whatever. Yo, we could just, that could we be could just, that could the outro. Yeah, the outro. <laughs> I just record it. Yeah, good. pay some copyright. So, um, Joe, I hear you play fantasy football. I do. Are you any good? I used to be. I feel like it. I, not everyone in my league would say I was terrible because that's just how they are. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I was 
top three mm-hmm. couple consistent years. And yeah. it's, it's, it's dipped. Um, Mike Howard, as we might have said, director of bands and yeah. three-time winner of the Austin Powers Fantasy Football League, Howie Vandell, yeah. says that Vandergriff High School might actually be a curse on those who are in Fantasy Football League's but I know Katie Van Doren did better this year, but we haven't had the 2020 Vandegrift season. So we don't know if her doing well in the league will it's translate to y'all not doing be- not well. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so is, is Vandegrift a curse? I don't think Vandegrift itself is a curse. Is I think hard? the amount of time Vandegrift takes hmm. takes you away from your That's your interesting. So let, let's dig into that because I imagine Katie Van Doren works as much as you do, right? She probably works more than I do. And yet... She had the best year she's ever had in our league in fantasy football history. I don't know. Maybe she's cracked the code. Could there be maybe you, a different uh, alternative uh, reason that she did so well? See, I don't know. I, I think she's just, I know she got some advice. Oh, early season. Early season advice? I'm not, I'm not throwing her under the bus now, on this. Now, didn't you used to help her? I did, but it, it didn't. Well, here's, here's my, can I just, you could, can let, I let's uh, lay it load out. on your league a little bit just for a second? Uh, you're just mad because you're not in our league. No, no, no. This is, this happens every year. <laughs> Mike and Katie come to me asking for advice. <laughs> and I always just said that I was like, when you taking your quarterback? And like, no, we got to take a third or fourth round. Uh-huh. You guys draft quarterbacks so early it's in your not, draft. Not my fault. And it blows up the entire it draft. It does, because it's always somebody that picks like like Patrick Mahomes in the and end of round a, two. Yeah, early on. So and then we're all like, ah. So there's we, no way, like, this is the defense to Katie to an extent. Like, there's no way I can help them mm-hmm. because your draft is an anomaly because all of you draft quarterbacks way too early. We have 14. It wrecks the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, we have 14 teams. And so that's the first part. You have to draft really when, well. If it was a 12-team, when should you draft a quarterback? Fourth round? Maybe later. Unless it's a top tier. Right, right. Well, and, and the reason I'm the two-time defending champion is I just kind of fell into Lamar Jackson two well, years and ago. And let's be real. Let's be real. Uh, fantasy football has a lot to do with luck at times. It does. Let's be real. Absolutely. But you could prep and you could study the numbers. You could figure out the math mm-hmm, behind mm-hmm. all of that. But like this, you're going into it. Everyone thought the Browns were going to be fantasy yeah, they gold. Thought, correct. And Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, and it was a dud. Chubb did okay. Chubb he okay. he kind of he kind of died down when Katie needed him the most. But you know what I'm end. saying? Like it, you just don't know. You I mean, don't. I kept Russell Wilson as my keeper. Uh huh. And I think he was projected to be a fifth or sixth round quarterback. Right. And that was actually I was like, man, I'm in trouble. And he had a great season. It was sure. the first half. Yeah. You just yeah. don't know. You don't. No. No. But, so, so but anyway, I I go back to the original question. Yeah. I do not, Katie. I give some advice to mm-hmm. her and Mike when I can. But when you guys draft quarterbacks, I'm going to stick with it. You start so soon. Wait. It's not my fault. Wait. Look, I, I, as the commissioner, I can't tell people not to do that. I, I wish I could. That's like, true. Hey, you're ruining it for everybody. But it does. It wrecks the whole flow. So you do all this prep work, all these mock drafts, and like all, and then you, you can't use that because no one else on the uh, right. fantasy draft is going to draft a quarterback I, I'm that gonna, early. I'm going to throw him under the bus. He doesn't listen here. It's Rick Rodriguez's fault. Because he never goes to the draft and he puts it on auto draft because he's always, he has the clinic with the school in New Mexico. That's weird. The same weekend every year, I change it from year to year. And it's like, oh man, that's the year I go to you know New Mexico. And he puts auto draft. And so basically. And then people get scared. Like my quarterback's it, not going to be there. It'll pick like the quarterback second or something. Oh, kicks the biggest quarterback first, I think, in auto draft. Like oh. he doesn't set his auto draft. He has it to pick in, in order. And to further prove my point, how has his team been? He's always in playoff contention. Okay, okay. But, but ne- we have never of- won. No, no, he's okay. never won. He's yeah, never won. It's tough to win when you draft the quarterback first. It is. Or it, second. Or, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not the You're old thing. Just throwing that out there. We're a, we're a uh, what are we, a half-point PPR league? I think. Is PPR? Does that sound right? We moved to PPR yeah, a few PPR, years ago. Yeah, PPR, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot more fun. Um, yeah, so are you mad you're not in our fantasy league? 
Um, do you want to be in our fantasy league? I don't know if I'd be good. Like I said, my, my time is not. I used to really like, it's almost embarrassing. Like my wife, it was in the summer, like my wife would come home and I would have gone to like the bookstore and I'd buy like three what? or four magazines. Oh my God. And I would like, I would I wanted the Ross the depth chart. <laughs> like I would know like the third string running back on uh-huh. each team. I could tell you like, you know, the three receivers, who's the point managed one. I could really kind of rattle off the entire roster of the NFL. Right, and right. I would get super into it. Uh-huh. Um, and now I just can't do that. So I don't know. Well, I don't know if I can take the pressure. I, I don't know I, if I can adapt to this uh, early quarterback drafting. It, it might be tough. It's 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 chaos theory. Fourteen basically. team is tough. It's hard. Do you guys do the waiver, waiver wire though? They, they yeah, but they get no, in there. That's how I do so well. See, that's is it? because I play the waiver wire like nobody's business. See, that's the magic. That's yeah. what it is. But these people, because like, you know, they they work. They have real lives. That's what I'm saying. And in the yeah. fall, I'm done with all that, my and that, You stuff. talk about the Vandergrift curse. The Vandergrift curse is the waiver wire because oh. people can't keep up, and it's yeah, the waiver wire. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well. The reason why we got Katie in the league was because Paul Pape left Vandergriff, and uh-huh. I wanted to maintain the odds that the Howie Vandell would stay at Vandergriff. So that seems he, pretty personal. Daniel. It is. So year one, Katie got second to last. I think it went to Mike again or something like that. Yes. And then she rattled off two wins in a row. And um, by wins, you mean big losses? <laughs> they're wins to me. Um, and then this <laughs> See, year, that's that's we had the draft to cover three. And I, I, re- I can picture the room, and she might remember this later. I mean, she was like, My goal is to not get lasted, like, I'm not going to do it. And so, like, Sean Womack did come and do our, oh, did our pit for a week. Oh, he was in Austin well, for a week. Well, 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 and I think he helped, out. he did help, but I don't in the draft. But I think this season, I'm not going to take away Katie's season from her. Wow, I think she did a lot of work. I think she, I think she was on it. How many subscription services did she use? I know, like, her and Evan are like using fantasy pros or something like possibly that. and maybe that was suggested back in the day i don't know oh, i don't know I'm, I'm all natural baby are you that's right my no, no peds on my championships <laughs> i didn't you know so there we go joseph yes. for the folks listening to us at home in their cars in their bathtubs in the subway walking their dogs at the gym waiting to vote typing up invoices waiting for results at a marching band contest sitting in the waiting room of an urgent care hoping they don't have covid19 standing in the registration line at a major music conference or guarding a bathroom during standardized testing Please describe in excruciating detail what shoes you're wearing. What shoes I'm wearing. I am wearing a pair of Nike Internationalists. Ah, that's correct. Uh, which I'm a big fan of. These are, I've about three pairs of these. Uh, I've had them over the years. I've put some, uh, I changed the laces out. Not That's the a lace out. swap. You can say I it. did do a lace swap. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pair of these that I loved that I had custom made about four or five years ago. Oh, I like what and, you're doing. And they got kind of like destroyed just kind of over the years. As they do. So I tried to actually just recreate the same shoe. Mm-hmm. And I think I went too dark on the gray because they're gray and black. Mm-hmm. Uh, the base is gray and the swoosh is black. Mm-hmm. And it had like a teal shoelace, oh. which I liked. And it looked terrible on these shoes. I was super bummed out. Uh, and then I was like, man, I'm just going to get some new shoelaces. But mm-hmm. it's a Nike Internationalist. It's got the waffle. Yes. The waffle uh, thing on the bottom. Yes. You know, the old Bill Bowerman. Yes. Oregon track. Kind of Oregon, thing. yes. Yeah. Where, where Nike's from. I can, I can, it's a good looking yeah. shoe. Have you read the book? Um, you read the I, book? I, I don't know. I don't read. I mean, yeah, I do it's read. It's about but, shoes. Well, I've got this big sneaker book that I'm trying oh, to get. Dude, it's a shoe dog. It's a picture it's book. Shoe dog. You like it. I like shoes. Um, I, book I, about a guy who made shoes. I mean, what's not to like yeah. about it? Sorry, marching band guys. I'm going to read a book now and not give you your shows because Joe Hobbs told me I need to read a book about shoes, <laughs> which costs me money. It doesn't make me money. Oh, but it enriches your life. You know what? It's so true. Yeah. Then it's we so talk more about shoes. Then you can talk more about shoes. I would, more educated just, on shoes. I would love to just talk about shoes the whole time, but oh, okay. people would get bored of it because I can't like show the shoe. Instead, we talk about band and no one's yeah. going to get bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man, people, people listen to this podcast. So that's yeah. true. Um, so Joe, you've been around the block. You're an old man now. Um, who is one designer or performer or teacher or composer that we should be listening to? 
that's new, right? You always sure. the new. I don't know the thing. I don't want to say new because there might be some forty-five-year-old person out there that's just on the low, and they don't have the exposure, maybe, and they're just like, oh man, they're in Campbellsville, Kentucky, or something like that. Um, um, but you've you've been around, you know, been around a bunch of drum corps, and and you judge and whatnot. Yeah, I'm trying to think who comes to mind. Yeah, why not? Um, People that are already people know about that I think are fantastic. A bunch of Casella or Tom Rarick stuff is fantastic. Sure. Everybody knows Tom. I don't think they need um, your endorsement, right? Now. Andrew Markworth. Yeah, I he's, think he's doing okay for he's himself. He's doing great. Those guys. Um, <laughs> man. Yeah, exactly. I might just take a second on this what? one. What? How do you, I thought you were prepared. Uh, I, I think I wasn't going to ask this question. No, nah, I, I should have known this one's coming. You should have known. Um... Joe, we've taken a break. Have you figured it out yet? I, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Oh, you sure? Yeah, I'm thinking, I think positive. so. I okay. don't know. Oh boy. Okay, we're waiting. With oh, you got it. Yeah, and I maybe he's a known guy. Uh, Tony Nunez. Is um, that? Is that? I don't think a lot of people know Tony Nunez. or David Reeves. Can I say Dave Reeves? What's interesting is I was talking to someone about people who do the whole shebang. And, you know, Winderlich, Markworth mm-hmm. kind of came to mind. And then I mentioned Dave Rees, who I probably have heard stuff by him, but don't really know that I've Dave heard stuff. Dave is super talented. Um, Dave wrote those Cinegrove indoor shows for years mm-hmm. when they were winning back to back to back mm-hmm. and won mm-hmm. three in a row. Um, and if you like Jim's stuff, Jim and Dave, I think, have a similar voice. Okay. Um, but Dave's fantastic. I don't, and I don't know why people don't know about him as right. well. As, uh, he wrote some percussion ensemble stuff too. Um, but super talented, great textures. Um, yeah, Dave's the man. Tony Nunez, electronics. He does Arcadia High School. Right, That's pretty, right. But I like his battery stuff. I like his uh, his rhythmic vocabulary. It's sure. Kinda like unique. A lot of nylon, a lot of space. Kind of like the Mike Jackson stuff. Uh, but both those guys, uh, right. fantastic, super talented, and good people. But that's cool. All right, listen to Tony Nunez, Dave Reeves. Yeah. Right on, right on. Um, what advice would you offer to your 18-year-old self, Joe? 18-year-old self. Yes. Um... Man, get the chip off your shoulder. I don't know. I've always, I've always kind of wanted to do things my own way mm-hmm. and kind of been not disgruntled by any means, but just kind of feel like I had to find my own path. Sure. Um, so just be a little more, a little calmer, listen a little bit more, you know, that kind of stuff. Chug it up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, teach traditional grip at some point. No, but, but at the oh. same time, I, just, I came from a small place where you kind of had to figure it out. Like my high school line was two snares, one tenor, three bass drums. Oh boy. You know what I mean? Three in the pit. Nice. You know? And it was kind of like, so if, if I wanted to progress or I wanted to do I kind of had to figure things out on my own. Right. But then moving from that, that kind of mindset to being more open, I think I could have done that sooner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, some, so, that's some, some good advice for all you 18-year-olds yeah, listen, out there. Listen, listen more. And 28-year-olds. A lot of good stuff 48 out there. 48-year-olds. 48, yeah. So what's next for Joey Hobbs? What's going on, man? What you got down? <laughs> what you got coming up? <laughs> We're percussion ensemble concert just happened on tuesday oh what pieces did you play yeah i know you're gonna ask this you want to why don't you take a guess um nothing by me that's wrong oh that's right that's did you wrong. play the highway I, no we played uh <laughs> played mayhem played mayhem man did you that's right your fourth band right we did play fourth, fourth band and friends band. hey how'd it go i didn't get a recording it's tough there's no video Do you want it. a recording i would love to hear how the grand national champion percussion group played i will mayhem. send it to you i gotta i'll send you a google i don't know why you don't just put it online like you put your other stuff online i will well, actually we pretty cool marcus to kind of another plug is that okay? We haven't got there yet, but go ahead. Uh, Marcus Nudigate, wow. which is our front ensemble. There's a lot of video stuff. Okay. So we spent the morning of the concert, mm-hmm. kind of like with the, the first and second band, like just doing recording sessions. Oh, cool. So multiple takes. So hopefully when those get done and we're going to post them. 
whether right. whether they're good or bad, we're posting them, putting them in the world. So let's do it. Finally, finally, I can say Van Gogh High School's played my music. Yeah, that's it. Happened, man. It's happened before. Are we gonna play the James Brown thing? I, the, the score is in the office. Um, it exists. I know that you are ten days away from a deadline. Mike already mentioned that y'all are applying to Midwest. We are applying and Midwest. Quote unquote, the word applying. And that first recording is one week from today. Right. It's on Thursday. And y'all find out the first Monday in April. Um, so. I'm hoping that Mike plays the Get On Up piece at Midwest in Chicago. Oh, that's a that's a Mike Howard decision. Oh, I know it is. I, I did say, and I, I'm gonna put this on tape. You should conduct the piece for Mike to play percussion. I think he told me that, you, and he. I think his response was, "Joe would never conduct a band." I think he said that, but you don't have to conduct a James Brown piece. You can be like one. I would can. Yeah. I would conduct it. I just don't want to teach it. So let What's Mike that? teach it. I would totally conduct it, man. I'll get up you there. Just, you just roll up two days before I'll the get concert. Up there, man. And you're like, here we go. Plop, plop. Am, I, am I playing drum set? Am I Clyde Stubblefield in this or Jabba Starks? What I, are we doing? Well, who's a better drum set player, you or Mike Howard? Oh, I don't know. I think Mike's, Mike said he was really good at drum set for a Mike, long time. Mike's a pretty good player. Yeah, probably, I would say Mike. Right. I'll, I'll defer. So I, I just was trying to think of an opportunity for you to conduct oh. a piece. And then Mike is the guest. I would fix it. I, would, I just don't want to teach it. I would conduct it. That's fine. So That's you heard it here me. first that if someone else teaches the piece, <laughs> That's you, all the work. Yeah. If someone else does all the work, you conduct it. I would just slide in there and yes. conduct and take the bow for the work I didn't do. That does, you know, yeah. That's matter. okay, right? Or would you rather play the drum set part, the funky drummer? Oh, I don't know if I don't. I know the beat. I don't know if I know that beat like I could play. Well, it's written out. Yeah, yeah. You could play it. You're it's funky. transcribed. It's in a, it's in the Everglades book. Yeah, Advanced it's, funk it's everywhere. Yeah. It's literally in there. I mean, I had to make sure to write the funky drummer. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I give the props. I you give got, the props. Man, you can't change that. That's, no. That's the best best break beat of all time. Exactly. Or the uh, the Amen break. You know that one? Uh, that's by the Winstons. How's it go? Sing it. Boom, boom, tak, 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 tak. That one? Oh. That everyone sampled in the late 80s, or 90s? Right, right. It was those two samples. Yeah. Funky yeah. drummer and the Amen break. Good for you. Good for all of us. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, I feel like I plugged all the other stuff. Can I plug my, my wife's business? Is that Why okay? not? Let's let's do whatever you want, man. So she obviously works at Texas Casa. Obviously. But then she point. does uh, interior design stuff now and has kind of wow. branched off and doing a lot of that and wow. has been very busy with it. That's and great. It's great. Is there a website? Uh, it's Kara Hobbs Design. She has a Facebook page. Okay. She also has a website, which oh. is very, it looks very, it's awesome. Great. Very well designed. Oh, Hobbs well, Design. it's interior design. Yeah, yeah, she does a good job. Reach out to her. Actually, uh, I think I'd say this, Katie Van Dorn. Yes. Van Dorns are using her for their house. I did say that. Well, that instantly means I won't be using them. So. Oh, that's terrible. Well, I, you know, Evan and I just have different tastes. We're just different people. But she's, uh, it's, it's, she can do whatever you want. She's yeah. she's probably pretty wide what, open. What can she do with my shoe wall while not breaking anything oh that's a color her husband already broke something i did i did yes nine bucks i got you man i i I don't even know if it's nine (laughs) dollars i have an emotional attachment to that one particular shoe i did like that what was that shoe was it the Ultra Boost, the kind of guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, was that, that was yeah, it was my favorite Ultra Boost. And the Anikis. The Anikis and that the one Anikis. was my two favorites. Yeah, well, you didn't break the Aniki one, so I just don't understand how you broke it. I don't know either. You just I, like, you didn't even break it opening it. You broke it closing, closing it. it. I was trying to. You were just like. I was trying to put it back exactly the way I you found were, it. You're being too to be your, polite. Your toxic masculinity was like. Oh. I was trying to be polite. You were flexing on me, so. Well, Joe, it has been a pleasure to have you here today. You, in fact, are an absolute delight. Oh, thank Even you. if you did break one of my shoeboxes. I'm so sorry. Even if you play Match Grip. Even if you prefer Sibelius. I, I mean, even if you don't play any of my music. And you're not going to bring up ta- Torchy's Tacos. No. And I like Torchy's Tacos. Let the world know. If I wrote a piece called Torchy's Tacos, would you actually play it at a major I played, conference? I played Mayhem. You're, you're, <laughs> what do you want from me, Daniel Montoya? What do you want from One me? One of these days, someone's going to go, if you wrote a piece that was good, I'd play it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd go like, oh, 
Yeah. And then the sad music plays, not just the fun <laughs> stuff after. You that. do the outro? You can outro this? And we're like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> This episode of Sketchbook Podcast was recorded in Austin, Texas, and was edited and produced by me, Daniel Montoya Jr. Our logo is created by John Suh of Purpose Designs, and our music is provided by Epidemic Sound. If you enjoy Sketchbook, tell a friend about the show or share a link on social media. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns? Email us at sketchbookpodcast at gmail.com. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at SketchbookPod, and join the Sketchbook community on Facebook at Sketchbook Podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Sketchbook Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Thanks for listening.